Again, to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Uh, doing good, doing good. Uh, fingers crossed that we don't lose power because uh, it flashed for a little bit uh, about a half hour ago and then uh, I heard some thunder too oh I just heard it again so fingers crossed we'll, we'll keep keep it, keep it going until otherwise but either way uh, we have one other person from the Commonwealth of Virginia hey this is Barrett Barrett how are you sir not too bad still recovering a little bit from my COVID experience last week I understand these things do happen alright so uh, here we are on July 8th that's not true July 6th <laughs> <laughs> 2023. I'm jumping a gun. Too. They'll never know. I'm, I'm hoping for the weekend. Uh, but yes, uh, July, uh, true. They won't, they won't know. Uh, July 6, 2023, that we're recording this because some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious uh, when we record our episodes because sometimes they are not released immediately after they're recorded. Uh, this one will not be released immediately because we do already have two uh, episodes in the queue to come out. So by the time people hear this episode, the next episode. 585 will be inside the French film, and then 586 will be a film that Mike did not join us, and we recorded like literally a year ago called The Innocents, uh, the Norwegian horror film that Eric made me watch, and I was so disgusted with the film. That's great. <laughs> Were you less innocent it, afterwards? Yes, I was. I was traumatized. Yeah, <laughs> that one, and and then that Danish film. Oh my god, and even sadness. Eric picks, picks the ones that traumatize me. The good ones. <laughs> they were all good films, though, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Kevin Letts joined us for The Innocents, uh, which was uh, episode 586. Yeah, he uh, wasn't happy about it either. No, no he wasn't. <laughs> Uh, uh, the best one was Sean Fox when he joined us for that Danish film and he was horrified <laughs> anyway I was horrified that was the most horrifying film anyway uh, was that? we've done a number of Danish films uh, yeah it was one about that. Yeah, that's it. yeah with the car at the end when they, uh, they yeah, 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 yeah. he won a Fangoria Chainsaw Award one with the was it a bear no what? monkey what was it that oh, animal? oh I don't remember Oh, it was a right, rabbit. That, That's what it was. Right. That that basically ruins everybody's life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Fine. Anywho. The stuffy. The stuffy. Anywho. My kids call. Anyway, uh, so who are we, Dark Discussions Podcast? We are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Basically, we talk about films here. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mystery, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, uh, dark films and the like. Basically, we uh, talk about a genre that deserves intelligence. We do have an email at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Just put DDP or dark discussions in the subject line and what your subject is, and we will read your uh, podcast email to 
uh, us on this podcast because, again, by uh, notifying in the subject line it's for this podcast, we'll know it's specifically for this podcast and not one of the spinoff podcasts that your co-hosts here do. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, the website, as I mentioned, www.darkdiscussions.com. And, Eric, what else do we have on that website besides all the podcasts and things of that nature? Uh, on every page, you can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like podcasters. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of dark discussions.com. Uh, any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And because we uh, actually uh, uh, had a bill of about 300 and something dollars to GoDaddy for uh, upping and re upping the, the website. And so anything uh, would be appreciated. Uh, now, um, yes, doesn't GoDaddy sound like it should be like a porn site? Yes, it does. I've always felt that way. Now, uh, either way, um, uh, the thing is, is that you get to choose possibly an episode uh, for us to do. So, for every five dollars that you donate, uh, you can uh, put in a claim, I guess, uh, for us to do an episode on a movie of your choice. So if you put in $15, you could do Friday the 13th three times to throw into our virtual hat, or, which is basically a spreadsheet, or you could choose three different films entirely uh, to put in the, the spreadsheet. So uh, tonight is the new quarter because we pull each quarter, and the way we pull is using a random computer generator, generator that... Uh, uh, Mike is actually going to uh, press the button on. So, uh, Mike, what, what number do we have? Okay, the number is, drumroll please, or not, the number is 277. All right, 277. All right, I'm bringing a scrolling up on the spreadsheet now. 277 is... 277 is Mysterious Skin. What is Mysterious Skin? Is that a Johansson film? Is that a porno? <laughs> oh, oh. Let, me, let me see. Uh, Mysterious Skin. Go, Daddy. Mysterious <laughs> Skin. <laughs> oh, okay. This is this is actually a, a kind of a thriller. Yeah, this is this is an interesting film. Uh, it's uh, by Greg Araki. Uh, 19, uh, 2004 film uh, about uh, it's a very dark film uh, it's about uh, oh shit it. the actor's name, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt it's his like yeah he's film. in it and so is Elizabeth Shue that's weird yeah, and Michelle uh, Trachtenberg too um, but basically it's about if I'm not mistaken it's about uh, a boy and this girl who believe they have seen space invaders or, or greys but there's a more mysterious, and I, 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 I already know the, the story. Uh, is more mysterious, more d- disturbing thing that's actually going on. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Sure, I understand. And there's theory. <laughs> me once every episode. And you still haven't turned it off. Yeah. I know. Uh, you got power All you got to do is do what I told you to do. So either way, there's, there's the running memes. The other running meme is uh, Taylor Swift speak now. Taylor's version comes out tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So at midnight, Nobody cares, Bill. Uh, I just have to get my Taylor Swift reference. Yeah, right, nobody so cares. Get, yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, I, 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 saw, I saw the ticket sales. A lot of people care. 
Yeah, well, I don't, and I'm the one that's important. (laughs) All right, so mysterious Ah, again. That's why I named himself Cluster B, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. Outed himself. Label me what you will. So that that (laughs) Taylor Swift can fuck off. That film is uh, from Keith Griffin. Keith Griffin, uh, one of our longtime listeners. and, and whatnot. So uh, appreciate uh, all the donations. Thank you, Keith. And uh, yep, we're finally uh, doing a, one of your films uh, that you've uh, asked us Sounds to do. So we'll we'll, yeah, we'll uh, get on it soon enough. Soon enough. We, we got uh, July uh, pretty much wrapped up in August. We'll definitely that. get to it by 2026. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we were doing pretty good on these this year. Uh, uh, yes, we have because we did Ride, we did Sexy. Yeah, we got a couple waiting around. And Inside is coming out uh, uh, as the next episode, which people will be able to hear by the time this episode comes out. So that's three, at least in one year. All right, so um, we're doing actually uh, something different uh, today uh, based off of a suggestion by Eric. Uh, we've done something like this a couple of times before, but this, this isn't uh, a regular quote unquote season of TV. It's a little different. Uh but either way, uh we'll get into what that is in a moment. But uh Eric, why don't you just actually actually the moments right now. Eric, why don't you let everybody know what we're gonna discuss tonight? Tonight we're gonna be talking about season six of a Netflix series called Black Mirror. I don't want to set the world on fire. Let me show you how this will play out. Three, two, one. I love it. Oh, do you? <laughs> it's all can talk about. What the fuck is this? How the fuck is this? All right, so now, to, to be clear, this series wasn't always just on Netflix. It originated on the BBC, uh, and I believe the first four seasons were produced by the BBC. And then, ah, that makes more sense. Okay. And they shut it down, and it got picked up by Netflix, who has done the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, a lot, the, of, a lot the, of shows. The Bryce Dallas Howard episode, I think, was the first one on Netflix. That's the only one I ever watched because it started with Bryce Dallas Howard until this season. <laughs> um, but uh, this f- this show, yeah, it's similar to like uh, uh, you, right? That that is that the show that's on Netflix? No, that's not really a great comparison. No, no, no. But um, that was that was filmed on a different. Oh, show, oh, oh, oh! In that regard, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So same thing. Friday Kid was another one. Yeah, not Friday Kid, but Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's another one. You're right. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. one. That's not elsewhere, too. So, yeah, they're, they're, otherwise the three shows have nothing to do with each other. You're absolutely right. Um, so, uh, Black Mirror. So, let's, let me uh, bring up my little thing here about Black Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror is uh, basically an anthology series. Black Mirror 
is, stands for basically a phone, you know, the black, when your phone's in, in sleep mode. Um, and so it's kind of uh, a commentary on uh, technology uh, in a anthology format. Uh, each episode is is nothing to do with the prior episode, and uh, based off of what Mike was saying prior to this uh, season, uh, this season's even more uh, different in a sense for a number of reasons, because first of all, it only has five episodes. Um, but we'll get into all that after our review uh, of the season. If, if I may, Phil? Yes. Um, I, the way I generally describe this to people is it's kind of like the Twilight Zone, only it leads more towards sci-fi than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's like, like the Outer Limits was to Twilight Zone back in the day, but this is a little different uh, than even that. The Outer Limits was more like, it, like it, it uh, really engineering a lot about and quantum and stuff. What's that? Right. You mentioned Black Mirror, which is where the title obviously comes from, is referring to black screens. And it's really, I think, a lot about how technology influences us and impacts us and how we use the technology and does it in different lights. And this is a show that's been on now, I think, for about a decade. Six seasons worth. But yeah. yeah, yeah, but I. But it hasn't others. been consistently year to year. According to IMDb, it started in 2011 on the BBC. Okay, so it's been out for over a decade. And so it's just weird how we've gotten closer to some of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these fantasies have become close to reality, and some of them have been are very fantastic, but the others are very grounded. You know, the very first episode was just about someone, uh, the the British Prime Minister being blackmailed. Yeah, uh, yeah. about a pig, a yeah. sexual. Oh, act. I saw that episode too. Yeah, I did see that episode. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it. I think really it is just. It is just about again. It's it's interaction with screens, with media, with technology. Um. And has some interesting thoughts. I don't know how much it has to say, as terms of uh, if it's coming down on a definitive like technology good, technology bad. People suck. I think that was the that's a that's a often common theme, but not necessarily always. Depends on the episode. Right. Uh, and isn't that one hundred percent this? But a lot of it is, hey, what if this technology that we all know and use went horribly wrong? <laughs> Right, right. Now, now I want to interject here before Mike continues because uh, there's five episodes, so that's five hours of TV that we're going to discuss tonight. <laughs> and unlike when we did um, our, our um, uh, what do you call it, the Breaking Bad episode or Son of Anarchy episode where we just did the entire series in the two hours and talked about it, that's at least a continuing story. Uh, here, since there are five different episodes that are completely different, we're going to be talking about uh, those episodes specifically, so we don't want to get too much into the backstory. Uh, no, 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 Mike. But we're just, you know, we've, well, we've already discussed this, and now you've just wasted more time going over the thing we already discussed before the show started. I, I'm just preventing you from from going. No, no, no. You're just you're just you're just rambling again because <laughs> I don't know. And now you two are wasting more time from fighting. So let's go. All right. So let's get into our, our thoughts on on this. Um, uh, season, season six, uh, since Eric suggested doing it, and uh, we all said, yeah, sure, why not? It works. It was only five hours, so uh, let's go use it and start with you. Eric, your opinion. How did you hear about this, and uh, what's your opinion of the season? Um, honestly, I forget how I heard about it. Um, it some Somewhere it, it came to my attention that season six was available on Netflix, and I've always enjoyed this show. 
Uh, so I decided to check it out. Um, and I was, uh, I was pleased. I, I liked this season. Um, overall, it's, um, you know, the first and the last episode have kind of a goofy tone to them. And then the three in the middle are really dark. Um, which as, as our, as our pre-conversation kind of alluded to, I like, uh, so, <laughs> so I enjoyed this season overall. Um, they got some good, they got some, uh, big names in here. Uh, they also just got some good talent in here that doesn't have big names. Um, and my favorite episode of the season, and we'll get into our favorites later, but, uh, I think my favorite episode out of this season is better than a lot of full-fledged horror movies. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed this season overall and I'm glad we're here to talk about it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I've been a, f- in a fan of the series for a while. Uh, I never realized, uh, I guess that season six was giving coming out. Um, season five, I missed, I think it's only like three episodes. Um, and I didn't hear great things about it and I just never got around to catching up on it. And then for some reason we decided in dark discussions fashion, to just do the latest season of a series we've never covered before, so um, so I well, watched, and that's on me. I could have sworn we we talked about Black Mirror at least once before. We have talked about it, I think, in like the what, what we've been watching kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and no, and it's it's um, I've got mixed feelings about the season. Uh, I like some more than others, but hey, you know what? That's what happens when you have an anthology series. Uh, there's one I really, really liked. Um, one I was just kind of, eh, and then the rest are kind of in the middle. Um, but I think it's it's certainly worthwhile, and I can certainly see, because they're so generally different in tone and style, uh, that I'm sure most people who would be interested in something like this will find something to enjoy. All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Yeah, um, I had heard about Black Mirror for a long time, but um, then Eric was talking about doing this, you know, season for the show, and um, I was going to start trying to watch it, so I watched the, all the episodes because there's a lot of seasons with three or five episodes, and I was going to start watching them. I got about two in, and then I got COVID, so <laughs> that all that plan went away because I didn't do a whole lot for about a week. Um, I liked this season of the show. Um, some of the episodes more than others, of course, I have my favorite. And um, there's actually two that are in the running for me as far as favorites. So um, I think it's decent. It's definitely worth watching. It's a, it's a fun show. It's got some interesting themes and stuff that we'll talk about as we get further into the show. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I mean, I heard of the show because when it first came out, people were raving about it. Uh, I watched a couple episodes, as I said, but I wasn't a fan. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of uh, anthologies uh, or anthology movies, for that matter, uh, as, as folks may know. But um, I was always willing to take a chance, especially five hours uh, television. Eric suggested it. I said, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like with Mike and, and Barrett. Um, uh, it's mixed, like all anthologies, it's very mixed. Um, oddly, um, my favorite, uh, I have two favorites with a third that was pretty solid, and then uh, one that was uh, decent enough, and then one that was, uh, I just rolled my eyes. Um, 
And it's kind of humorous, too, because the one that I rolled my eyes was the ones that the critics liked the best, and it makes sense why the critics liked it the best. And the one that uh, they hated, which I thought was the fourth worst, uh, but I still enjoyed, uh, I understand why the critics didn't like that one much at all. Um, again, because of... Um, as, as we noted, the, the critics never match up with general audiences anymore. I have I no know. idea what the critics said about any of it. I, yeah. I don't either, but I'm now I'm curious. Like I, 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 knowing Phil I, and, and how he's avoiding saying certain things, I, I'm suspecting I know the one that they like the most. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'll be curious to see, what, see, how, see if my prediction is correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, so when we get into the discussing the episode, I'll, I'll let folks know which one they like the most and which ones they dislike the most, and, and most likely the reasons why. Um, but uh, all in all, um, yeah, the, I, I have to concur with Eric. Uh, the one that he's referring to, and we'll we'll bring that up later, uh, is better than a lot of uh, uh, movies or uh, genre movies as it is, and it could have been its own if they added another fifty to thirty minutes or something. And uh, it was really good. Uh, and then there's there's one other one that I think may even be better uh, than that one, um, but uh, we'll we'll get into it. So yeah, it's solid enough. Uh, if you like genre weird television uh, that are anthology type shows, that this this may work for you. Um, all right. So with that, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki? Um. Hmm. Well, are we going to do wikis episode by episode or? <laughs> oh yeah, we could for the, what, what, for, the for the series overall. Yeah, what's, well, let's start with the wiki for the series overall. All right. Wiki, wiki, one. Uh, <laughs> Black Mirror is an anthology series exploring a twisted high-tech multiverse where humanity's greatest innovations and darkest instincts collide. All right. Sounds good. That's somewhat true. Now, on to wiki, wiki, number two. <laughs> the title of the episode is Joan is Awful. An average woman is stunned to discover a global streaming platform has launched a prestige TV drama adaptation of her life, in which she is portrayed by Hollywood A-lister Salma Hayek. All right, sounds good. Next. Oh, I'm going to go through all of them. Okay, I thought we were doing one at a time. Oh yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah, let's 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 do uh, one at a time as we we get into each episode. Uh, so what do we do here on the Doctor Sketches podcast is basically we talk about general stuff. And then we uh, throw a spoiler alert and give our thoughts of our um, specifics and spoilers and whatnot. So uh, what we're going to do with this here is we're going to do a general discussion at the beginning, uh, which will just basically be our favorite to our least favorite, or, or our least favorite to our favorite, I should say. And then we will get into uh, the spoilers right after that, going episode to episode to episode to episode, talk maybe 15 to 20 minutes on each uh, and stuff. So, uh, all right. So uh, let's give our thoughts of our favorite, our worst to our favorite. Uh, Eric, why don't you start? All right. Uh, my least favorite episode was uh, probably Demon 79, which is the last episode of the series, or the season, rather. Um, followed by number four, uh, which is probably going to be uh, Joan is Awful, uh, the one that we're about to talk about, uh, followed by uh, Maisie Day, um, followed by Beyond the Sea, and then number one is Locke Henry. All right, all right, sounds good. All right, so uh, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, so my least favorite uh, was exactly what Eric said, uh, Demon 79. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, that, that was my least favorite as well. Uh, and then I had a coin toss between uh, my fourth, and uh, I guess I'm going to go with Maisie Day as my and, – and so I'm, I'm flip-flopping with you, Eric, for my fourth and third. So Maisie yeah. Day is my fourth, and my third is um, Joan is Awful. And then I'm flip-flopping again. Uh, my second and first. So, uh, Locke Henry is my second, and my favorite is Beyond the Sea. So that's wow, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'll explain all that too. Uh, so let's go with you, Barrett. Um, so I'm going to concur. My least favorite was Demon Seventy Nine. Um, then followed by uh, Beyond the Sea for reasons that I'll get into later. Um, then Maisie Daisy. Joan is awful, and then Locke Henry. All right, sounds good. And let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, I'm actually going to put uh, just the one I just finished watching, uh, which was Beyond the Sea, as my, my least favorite. Um, then I'm probably I'm, – I'm really stuck on the next two between Maisie Day and Demon 79. Um, I guess I'll just throw – yeah, I'll throw Demon 79 and then Maisie Day as third in the middle – uh, and then uh, Locke Henry, and I'll, I liked Jonas Awful as the best out of the group. All right, so Locke Henry seems to be the only one that we all agree is is a top episode. After that, it's a little mix and match. Mix and match. Well, I, I kind of like I, – I didn't hate any of these. I didn't um, either. I, I'm just pranking them. I came yeah. close on one of them, but I didn't. Gotcha, gotcha. I wonder which one. Oh, it had to be Beyond the Sea. You must have hated yeah, that one. Yeah, well, Beyond the Sea, yeah, which we'll talk oh, about. We'll have a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite. So, so it's curious. It's interesting how, how things are, d- are so different in, in, in that. Except for Eric. Eric pretty much liked them all with just appearing, appearing to like some a little more than others. Well, yeah. And there's one here I think that really kind of stood out as being different. And I think this is what I was going to say is that uh, – because there's one of these that has, seems to have almost nothing to do with technology whatsoever, which is kind of the premise of the series. But the technology aspect is played down a lot. In fact, the um, Lock Henry episode is really no science fiction element to it whatsoever. Well, um, no, and the, and the technology aspect in that episode is actually a throwback. They're using, uh, yeah. you know, nostalgic technology. Yeah. But... But the pig-raping Prime Minister episode was, let's remember, the very first episode of the series, and that didn't really require a whole lot of innovative technology either. Right. Um, uh, outside of maybe some lubrication. Um, wow. So, <laughs> uh, but but it is, but it's, it, 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 the series did definitely go a little different than the other seasons have because it is us. Uh, a little bit. Some of it is very fantasy or magic oriented, as opposed to science fiction. Um, there's several episodes set in the past. Some that don't use technology much at all, uh, and so depending on how you watch it, you may not catch how it's connected. And, but I still think for most of them, it's the the effect of media on our lives, the effect of screens on our lives, even if it isn't taking a smartphone or a computer or artificial intelligence and projecting it into the future, it's still talking about how these things affect us in the real world. 
Theoretically, yeah, I don't know if it's that focused. Well, I think the one that's that's there's some that it's less clear than others, and those are the ones that I uh, I think in hindsight I like least out of the out of the five anyway. So, yeah, that, that well, that's probably because of your expectations. Well, you know what? I, I watched this completely out of order. Uh, I knew next to nothing about it, but I'd already heard there was some talk about the season being different, and I didn't really know what it was. And so I, the first one I had watched was uh, Demon 79. I was like, okay, I can, I guess I understand how it was different. So I, my expectations were recalibrated before I started watching it anyway. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons I like the show is because of what it does and how it does it. And that just happens to appeal to me personally. So when, when it sticks to its its uh, original format, it's just going to have a more personal appeal. Yeah, see, I didn't so, have any expectations, so I didn't have any of that technology stuff, any of that as part of my expectations. I just went into the episodes going, did yeah, I like I, this or did I not like it? Yeah, I, I, that's how I looked at it too, Barrett, because, uh, again, I've only seen two episodes, and one was high technology and one wasn't. And um, yeah, yeah, and so, so I, I didn't. You know, and I was just going to take them as as individual uh, movies in a sense. Uh, so I, I do want to correct one thing. So all of us had Locke Henry as either number one or number two, and all of us had Demon Seventy Nine as either number four or number five. So those are the only two that were consistently rated uh, equally well, by it's all of us. Five. We can't be too far away from each other. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, but, and, but, and, but but beyond the sea. And Joan is awful, and Maisie Day were were most certainly moved around by the rest of us, which is interesting. Right, and if I you're going to insist on ranking five things, something's going to come in last. Right. Yeah. So I think going forward, we should go through the episodes in in the order they're listed. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, episode yeah, yeah, one, yeah. episode two, episode three. Yeah. All right. Before um, we do so that. If we're done with our preamble, we can get into spoilers. Well, well I'll tell you what, what the critics said. The critics loved Demon 79 the most. And really? They just, uh, yes. And they disliked Maisie Day the most. And my, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing, it, again, because we're talking critics here, my guess, and Mike will – was pretty much spot on, at least for one of the reasons. So Demon 79 had uh, a lot of politics in it. So um, It's funny. I I, thought it had less to say than Maisie Daisy. (laughs) Well, well, let me explain. So 79, I think, was liked by the critics because they liked what the politics in it. And Maisie Day, they didn't like because it was a commentary on them and also on Hollywood in a sense too. So I think I think that's why. Yeah, I don't care what critics are a little biased on how yeah, it shows. I don't either. And I just, but I just it was just curious because uh, I was all excited to see the last one, and I was all hating to see the the fourth one. And I was like, oh, the fourth one was actually pretty good. And the last one I was like, oh, I don't like that one. So and then it's like, okay, now I should have. Yeah, I should have read the critics. <laughs> so you're right, Eric. All right. So anyway, um, but that's just my assumption why they liked and disliked those two episodes. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, the first episode of the season. Eric already read the wiki, so we don't have to read that one again. Uh, that was called Joan is Awful, uh, episode one. Uh, so uh, let's talk about that episode. Uh, so uh, Annie Murphy is the lead actress. She plays Joan. Um, and she works at a, uh, 
social media company or something. I don't know what she works at. And um, basically, there's this new co- this company called Streamberry, which is part of the Black Mirror. Uh, it's a Netflix analog, basically, yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, um, I was going to say, by the way, these are, while these are all standalone shows, there are little Easter eggs like Streamberry that, that pop up in other episodes. Uh, there was an episode, a mention in one of these episodes, it might have been this one, about, yeah, uh, about San Junipero, which is a popular episode from, I think, season four. Um, oh, so oh little, little things Henry. like that. Lock Henry was, was uh, which is Yeah, they scroll past Lock Henry, which is the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in this episode. So there's a lot of Easter eggs that link back to uh, Black Mirror. Uh, and Streamberry is part of Black Mirror. So, uh, yeah, so these are all technically within the same universe. But yeah. the references are bleak enough that if you didn't, you, it'll enrich your viewing if you've seen them. But if you don't, you're not missing anything. Indeed. All right. So uh, Joan is awful. Uh, basically, um, I, I I don't know if she's as awful as as they they say she is. I didn't think. So. Well, she's not, and that's she's that's not. my point. I think the point is anybody yeah, so that she, gets recorded constantly is going to look awful. Yeah. Well, and also they yeah. made her look worse than she actually is. Right. They were, and that was intentional. Yep. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to run through this real quick. I mean, the 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 wiki kind of sums it up pretty well. Um, but this woman comes home from work and then sees herself on a Streamberry show, or at least Selma Hayek portraying her life, and it's the day that she just got home from on TV, only making her. I mean, she's not great. <laughs> I don't know if I call her awful, uh, but she's not great. But she's then they human. take everything she did that day and they put it on TV and they make it look even worse. Yeah. Um, and so she's just like, what? she's she's like, what the fuck? Uh, and uh, goes to her lawyer to see uh, how can, she can sue Streamberry for making the show about her. And they're like, well, you can't actually. You agreed to this when you uh, clicked on the three the the check box that says. Agreed to the terms and conditions. This is one of the terms and conditions. Uh, so you say so you can't sue anybody. And then she's like, well, I want to sue Salma Hayek. And she's like, well, it's not actually Salma Hayek. They're just, uh, she licensed them her digital image. So it's all artificial intelligence making her image on the screen. So it's not actually her, so you can't sue her either. <laughs> right. And then, then she just asked, how do they able to make this show like four hours later from everything I do, and and the boy says, well, it says here and that it's, they're using some sort of quantum computer technology that allows them to do it. Right. And, or her uh, phone. Or yeah, phone. Yeah. yeah, and then the, another funny thing, too, is when she watches her Selma Hayek play her and watching TV of this Streamberry service, Selma Hayek in the show is watching uh, Kate Blanchett play her so it, it's like it's like like uh, levels of, uh, of levels TV. within levels. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, where do we want to go from here? What do we want to talk about? So I actually was surprised it was actually Selma Hayek because I, I didn't think it was her. And then when she does appear in the quote unquote the real world, I was like, oh my god, that's Selma Hayek. So <laughs> well, and I love that her her contract is just as airtight as <laughs> you know. you're right. And she's getting screwed over as much as Joan is, too. Yeah. She had some lines that made me laugh so hard. Um, 
<laughs> I, I love that asshole have any rights. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just love how I, I text. That's when I texted you, Eric. That the the Kate Blanchett one when she when uh, Joan goes what, what so so what about Kate Blanchett's rights and 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 then Hal Hayek says fuck Kate Blanchett. I, know, I just thought that was hilarious. Salma Hayek was very funny in this episode. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was concerned when I saw that she was in it. Now I. I forget that there have been episodes with stars in it, like the Bryce Dallas Howard episode uh, Nosedive. Uh, but then a star playing themselves, it felt like it might be too on the nose. You know, this is just going by the blurb that was on Netflix. But no, it worked It worked beautifully, and like I said, I was surprised it ended up being my favorite episode. It was actually a show I was like really just not interested in watching um, just from the, from, the, from the description of the blurb, because it felt like stuff that they've kind of done before. Um... But I just thought it was the, with the direction, the the, the acting, the the writing. Uh, it was witty uh, and it's funny, and that makes it stand out from I think most of the rest of the season. Well, uh, I, I I I I have to say, Mike, uh, I concur with everything you said, but I dropped it to number three for me because for me, I, I'm I'm looking for more dark stuff for yeah yeah no dark well, discussions podcast right yeah, 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 yeah. I dropped uh, for me to number two it could have been number one but I thought the ending wasn't pulled off as well as it could have been well, well and I, I, thought, I showed I showed this episode to my friend Dan who uh, over the last decade or so has become less and less uh, a fan of anything that's dark um, so I showed this episode to him because they thought I'd like it because it has kind of a happy ending. Uh, and, and he enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, that, one of the things I liked about it is that this the church scene was the the funniest thing ever. I, I was just going to say that I was going to yeah. say that Bill' favorite moment in the entire thing though has to be her shitting herself in the church. <laughs> well, because, and it made it's it, hilarious. It, and, and then she writes something on her head, and I didn't even know what the hell she wrote. It was like it was a dick. She, though. Penis. she drew uh, a dick, dick on her forehead. I had to rewind it a couple of times to see what, the, and I still couldn't figure it out. I was looking for words. I go, that's not words. What the hell? Is she no, 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 no. So you, you obviously haven't taught enough, enough teenagers to know what a dick looks like, <laughs> um, <laughs> or at least what they draw it like. Yeah. <laughs> the rocket right. ship. That's that right. code word. Rocket ship. Uh, All right. So, so, so explain those comments a little further so people aren't really confused. Uh, the real Joan basically decides to get revenge on Salma Hayek. Um, so she's like, if they're going to if they're gonna broadcast everything I do and make Salma Hayek do it, watch this. <laughs> she orders a bunch of fast food and then drinks a bottle of laxative, dresses up in a cheerleader outfit, draws a dick out her forehead with lipstick, and then runs down to some church where they're having a wedding and has explosive diarrhea right in the middle of the aisle. And, and the thing that, that was hilarious about the cheerleader thing, it wasn't like a regular cheerleader outfit. It was like like a Holly Quinn type thing. So it yeah, just made it even look yeah, more yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And she put pigtails on like Holly Quinn does. It's, <laughs> and, and it's a great moment because it is a brilliant idea because if, if she's going to be – her career is ruined and life is ruined. So if she's going to – get revenge on Steenberry or Streamberry, then piss Selma Hayek off so Selma Hayek will will do something about it. Yeah, because, she's trying to force Selma Hayek to deal with her. <laughs> right, because because Selma Hayek's digital image is now doing the, the shitting on the TV. 
you know, and, and so it's quite embarrassing for Selma Hayek, and that's when she flips out and gets pissed. She goes to her lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Asking how she can sue Streamberry, and her lawyer was like, well, you can't actually, and that's, that's when she delivers the line that made me laugh so hard. Doesn't my asshole have any rights? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and then, so, like, since she can't sue Streamberry, she shows up at Joan's house. Right, right, right. Yes. Well, and you know, oh, another great line, too, was was when she cheats on her boyfriend, and and the the guy she's cheating with says, yeah, but now this is all going to be on TV, and, 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 and I'm not going to be able to get it up. And she goes, why not? You can get it up anyway. Well, who cares? That's going to be in four hours from now. I, he goes, yeah, but, but I'm just all stressed. And if I can't get it up, I'll be embarrassed because on TV, I should get it up if it's Selma Hayek. But not you. And she goes, what do you mean? What about me, though? And she goes, yeah, but you're not Selma Hayek. And it's like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. So I thought that was funny. But, yeah, so, so Eric, yeah, so she – so Selma Hayek shows up, right? So Yeah, she shows up at Joan's house. And the two of them decide that they're um, they're they're not going to take it anymore, um, and they're like, Let, let's let's take them down. And Selma Hayek's like, well, well, how are you going to do that? You can't get in there. And she was like, well, I can't, but you can. You're Selma fucking Hayek. <laughs> so Selma uses herself as a Trojan horse uh, to get Joan into the Streamberry facility. Um, where we where we see them spying on the CEO of the company who's interviewing somebody for a for a magazine or something, um, and they hear her talk about office worker Michael Cera, <laughs> right? Uh, and they hear her talk about um, how she's creating a uh, special uh, a personalized series for every one of their subscribers using this kind of quantum computer. Um, and when the interviewer asked her, uh, but why is everything so negative? She says, well, we found that when we did it positive, people didn't buy it. Uh, when we do it negative, they, they, it reinforces the negative image they have of themselves and it gets great engagement. Um, All right. <laughs> which, oh, I, like at that moment, I was just like, okay, nicely done. <laughs> yeah. I also liked how then she shows the reporter on, on a, like a, iPad, and this would be your show here, basically threatening the reporter. To, basically, if you write a bad article about me, this show is going to be about you next. You know, I oh, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. She's like, this is airing on Friday. Oh, that's right. She did say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and it was the reporter's name is awful. Just to, so basically everybody, everybody's show is blah, blah, blah is awful. Yeah. And everybody's going to get their own show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Joan was the test. It was just a uh, random person they chose to test it on. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide that they're going <clears> to <throat> smash up the quantum computers. They can't do this anymore. And they go to do it, and things get kind of surreal uh, because it turn <clears throat> turns out that Joan's not Joan and Sama isn't Sama, and they're actually AI versions of actresses playing them who are portraying real people. Right. So They're Annie like Murphy down in Inception. Yeah. So Annie Murphy, <laughs> Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, is the actress that's playing the real Joan, and then then Selma Hayek is playing the Annie Murphy, and then Kate Blanchett is playing the Selma Hayek, and then they list like a couple more on and on and on. So <laughs> so 
Annie Murphy is better because she suddenly is now a real actress in the show too. It's kind of funny. So anyway, um, then Selma Hayek. I want to know who they get to play Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah, they oh, just they said, they, said, image. they actually said <laughs> they actually said it in the in the show who plays Kate Blanchett in her, the next version level, but I forget who they said. Um, but the the thing is, is that the, the Michael Cera version is the one that tells them that all this and then the CEO says but if you destroy the computer the quantum computer then you kill all of us essentially because we're in a, a virtual reality world uh, a matrix so to speak right. um, <clears throat> and then Selma Hayek is on board with not doing that so she yeah. starts trying to stop Joan but Joan's like nope I, I already did this in the real world so it's happening here Yep. <laughs> right. So she smashes the computer. Um, she gets in trouble, but apparently only gets house arrest, and is still able to open her own coffee shop, which was her dream to begin with. And she's friends with the actress who is not Salma Hayek. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the two of them end up friends, even though they both get in trouble. Uh, and Annie gets a or Joan gets to open her coffee shop. Uh, so. It, Pretty much has a happy ending, and they're wearing ankle bracelets uh, for home, <laughs> right? For, for the home, yeah, right. right? And then and the thing's funny too is that so Annie Murphy of Schitt's Creek, it's her ain't asshole. So she was the one that actually says in the real world the 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 line that Selma Hayek supposedly said, which is uh-huh. doesn't yeah, lie. It's, it's funnier hearing Selma Hayek say it, though. Yeah, 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 for sure it is. Yeah. yeah yeah, and so that's pretty much the, the, that episode. Uh, so I guess we give our commentary and stuff on him. I know, Mike, you said some of the stuff already. Um, but anything else that anybody wanted to bring up about this episode? I, I want to point out this hits on a lot of, well, a lot of these things hit a single metaphor. This touches on a lot of things. A lot of issues that I think people could have anxiety over or parody over from the long how many accepts do we hit in a week? You know, do you accept mm-hmm. the term, this update, accept the, and uh, and we have no idea what we're really signing off. Um, the idea that your device always listening to whatever you say of us signing over our digital likenesses. You know, you think about, um, you know, how they brought back uh, Christopher Lee, uh, not Christopher, Christopher Lee, uh, Peter Cushing, uh, to do Rogue One. That if Disney wanted to, they could have Peter Cushing uh, shitting himself in a church on a screen if they, if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, the idea of who owns the self. Right, right. And which is part of the reason why you're having these strikes. Um, did the actors go on strike yet, or they're, they're still talking about uh, it? I don't think they're they still officially talking have. about it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and that's a concern, right? Who owns their likeness after they die? Well, um, and Mike, what about the metaphysical and quantum thing, which is um, are we just living in a, a simulation? Yeah, well, there's that Elon Musk thing. That, are we living that's in a simulation the thing that scares me the most about this episode, is that but, we're living in a simulation. Then, but then you also have the idea that why is it that we are so drawn to uh, our, the worst parts of ourselves? Why do we like watching? It could have done. Pain in others. Uh, Joan is great. But no, they did. Joan is awful. And why? Why is well, it? Why is I, I thought that was the most interesting commentary the episode had to offer. Well, yeah. you should because you, we know your catchphrase. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but but uh, but seriously, if you like, there's um, there's a documentary also on Netflix, I believe, called "A Social Problem," all about how uh, social media engages people, and it is a fact that people are more drawn to negative uh, material and content um, than they are positive material, and they engage with it more, uh, so they push it on their platforms to get people to click on shit and it works. So, so I thought that was, was an absolutely dead on commentary. Well, that goes back to the media. Like news itself is based on fear. Mm-hmm. Everything they promote is fear based because that engages people more. Right. I'm, st- I'm still worried about the, the simulation. I'm still yeah, we'll get over it. Someday. If it is, it doesn't matter. So who cares? I know, but it's depressing. I'll enjoy my steak. Yeah. Well, I don't mean like that. I mean that we don't even exist, period, and we're just a simulation. That's even that would be cool. It would be. Yeah, but why are we being tortured? Who, who's torturing us? The the robots. Some, something on the other side of the corner. Only yourself if it the Robots you. would only do that if they had good reason. Maybe they do. <laughs> they are, they're wise and generous. Rulers, they're and, worldly overlords. He learns learning. Yeah, but but even the robots are, are are part of the simulation. So so I'm talking about whoever's controlling the simulation. Uh oh, Phil's Phil's so upset. He's running away from his computer. He's getting out of range of his headset. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I, I had to do something for my daughter. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 just depressing. It's it, that whole uh, get over it. Well, you know, Phil, there's Descartes, right? I think, therefore, I am. So if a program thinks of itself. Yeah. Is it? You know, is it is it a thing? So if you want to cling to that, cling to that. Um, anyway, yeah. But, I think but, you're real, you're real. But, but either way, I was thinking more about the simulation part rather than what it was saying about the the check boxes and all that other stuff. But in other words, well, the, the, the reason the simulation part is relevant, um, and, and the interesting thing is that I believe this episode was written pre-pandemic. Um, so all the all the, like, current headline material associated with it wasn't around when he wrote it. Um, but yeah, the, one of the, one of the big issues in the, in the writer's strike is they don't want AI writing scripts. And this, that's what's happening in this, in this show that they're taking this woman's life, uh, tweaking it to make her look a little bit worse, slapping Salma Hayek's face on it and putting it out as a TV show hours later. Doesn't cost oh. me anything because they already bought her image. Right. And they own the other person's life because she signed a document that gave it away. So it also highlights the issues that are going on right now in Hollywood with uh, with uh, computer generated content. Well, or, or, or just contracts in general. Yeah, contracts in general is a big theme. In this. Yeah. I was going to say there's also a, a little bit of a, a, a hullabaloo right now in the newest Marvel series because the title credits are all CGI generated artwork. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or not ACGI, AI-generated artwork. Hmm. You know, and there's people who say, well, that's, that's not really artwork, just stealing images and from others and like winning, you know, making something new. But then isn't that how a lot of artists actually work? Is that you know, yeah. they've, they just have all the memory bank of the various works of art they've seen in their life, and that influences what they've expressed? It's a weird, weird-ass thing. But, yeah, this is, is an expression of what we see around us, right? I mean, it's all of that is. <laughs> And that's mm-hmm. and that's what the AI is doing is basically right. what our own brains are doing. The difference is it's a it's a wetware file as opposed to you know ones and zeros. 
So as far as the Black Mirror uh, theme of, of technology, I really think this episode was the most relevant. Um, I just didn't enjoy it as much as some others because of its. Uh, it, it was it was a comedy. Uh, it wasn't really dark. So right. it right. fell down for me in the last act, and it just I didn't think they landed it as well as they could have, and that's why it went to number two for me. Cool. Ready to move on? Yep. All right. Uh, what's the name of the episode two and the wiki arc? The episode number two is Lock Henry. Wiki wiki three. A young couple travel to a sleepy Scottish town to start work on a genteel nature documentary, but find themselves drawn to a juicy local story involving shocking events of the past. Yeah. So this one. Man, I really like this one a lot. Because yes. um, there's, you know, we'll get into full spoilers, but but there, there, there's a, a twist towards the end, and I had kind of guessed that one of the people involved was involved, but then the second one is revealed, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that was pretty. They give it that extra... 45 degrees on the twist at the end, and it really did it for me. Hello? Yeah, so um, let's get – well, I, I was uh, – I had to do something for my daughter as, as you were talking. But uh, uh, let's uh, get into uh, discussing uh, this episode. Again, it, it doesn't have too much about the Black Mirror, but it was a pretty awesome episode, uh, as I know you agree with, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the basic highlight of the story is that this guy and his girlfriend uh, go back to his hometown in Scotland, um, which is really out of the way and and really kind of sparsely populated at this point. Um, And she, uh, the girlfriend, even makes some comments about how beautiful it is, and she can't believe that there's not more tourists here. Um, And uh, they're there because. Well, he wanted to introduce her to his mom, and they also wanted to do a documentary about the guy that's making eggs. Um, well, he's not making the eggs. The chickens are making eggs. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> I started to go down a path there. Uh, so they're there, and um, it's revealed that the reason that there's no tourism in this town is because there was a serial killer here. Um, that used to live there. An American couple disappeared at one point, and it was front page news. Um, and eventually, um, he got caught by the boyfriend's father, um, who was a police officer, uh, who actually got shot in the shoulder during the incident, and uh, didn't die from the gunshot, but apparently got some. I, did anybody catch what he? Yeah, he got septic. He got septic. I yeah. looked it up. Or, they said, he died of sepsis, yeah. Sepsis, well, okay. Yeah, basically, uh, they said some sort of disease or, or some sort of thing. First, I looked it up, and I, I looked it up, and it, I looked it up. It was it was it I looked it up. I, I looked it up, and it was... Did you look it up? Yeah, well, I was, I was trying to say it. Um, and and Barrett, what Barrett said is correct. Yeah. Okay, they used some other word for it uh, in the show. I can't remember what they used. They were hard to understand at times. I don't think it was an American couple. I thought it was an English couple that that got kidnapped. But I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just either way, there was tourists that got kidnapped. Right. And 
aced. So as far as uh, the boyfriend's mom is concerned, uh, that serial killer killed their father because while he didn't die directly from the gunshot, he did die of the infection he got in the hospital while he was recovering. Right. And that's technically true. I, I, would, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, so, he would be responsible for that. Uh, once all this is revealed, the girlfriend's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what we're doing our documentary on. We're not we're not talking to some guy about eggs. Are you crazy? This is gold. Um, and so she talks her boyfriend into doing a documentary on this incident, uh, even though he's really nervous about it since his father was involved. Uh, he's afraid of upsetting his mother. And his mother said, hey, do it. Yeah, and, and also his, his buddy, Podrick, from Game of Thrones, told him to do it, too, the, the bartender. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah, yeah, that was Podrick. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was um, all excited because he was open tourism to start up again. <laughs> right, because he wants to make some money. Yeah, because um, his, his restaurant is uh, making no money now, yeah. So they, uh, they go about making this documentary and um, find out that a bunch of people in the, in the town – have uh, a whole bunch of, you know, articles and, and pictures and recountings to, to share. Um, and they pitched the documentary to uh, Streamberry, who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, well, yeah, but is there any kind of new material here? Like, people know about this story already. And uh, and the girlfriend stills that it's, it's, his dad was the police officer that, that caught the guy and got shot. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, that's an interesting angle. And then they're like, do you have access to the murder site? And they're like, yeah, we do. Even though I don't think they technically had legal access. Yeah, they were uh, lying. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, we can get in. Um, so they go and they get some footage of the place. And while they're at the at the mother's house, um, they find this old VHS uh, camcorder. And the girlfriend thinks it's really cool. It's like retro. Uh, so she she thinks it's a good idea to film the documentary on, on VHS to give it a retro feel. So they're doing this, and um, what they're using is blank cassettes to record everything on are actually this series of cassettes um, that her mom, that his mom used to record some detective show. Um, anybody remember the title? Bergerac or something like Bergerac. that. Bergerac, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so they've got he had a nice weird. ass. Is what <laughs> His mom was into it because he had a nice ass. Um, so they take these tapes and they're they're recording over them to to do their documentary. And they go and they they take some footage at the murder scene, and with a black light, they see all sorts of nasty fluids all over the room. Um, so they come back from that. Uh, on the way back from that, they're screwing around in the car because um, they're they're like really happy about the footage they got, and even though it's horrible, it's going to make a great documentary. Uh, so they start singing and screwing around in the car, and they get into a car accident, uh, and the boyfriend ends up in the hospital um, with his injuries. The girlfriend seems to be okay, as does the buddy. So uh, the girlfriend goes back to the mom's house. And the mom offers to make her shepherd pie for dinner. And the girlfriend goes upstairs and is uh, transferring the footage from the VHS tape to the computer. And kind of gets up to stretch while she's near the end. And then it ends. And she's still, like, across the room from the computer. 
and the tape keeps on going and they find uh, more footage that was actually on the cassette after the episode of Bergerac. And what that footage is, is, <laughs> is a revelation that uh, that guy who did all those murders did not do them by himself. Uh, he had the help of the boyfriend's father, the police officer, um, as well as dear old mom who's downstairs cooking dinner. <laughs> so at, at, at this point, um, she's and, and in the hospital, somebody's trying to convince the boyfriend to stop it, this documentary. It, it's 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 Podrick's dad. Yeah, Podrick's yeah. dad. Now now, uh, if I could interject for a second here. Now, Mike, uh, the interjection I wanted to ask you was: Did you see the twist coming? I didn't, and of all the episodes from this season, this is the one I think I would be most interested in sort of rewatching to see uh, what was there and what did I miss? Um, because honestly, it felt like the reveal kind of came out of nowhere. And yeah, there are certain things that look different in context afterwards, but it still feels, I don't know. Um it didn't feel like it was one of those things that, oh, all this stuff suddenly made sense now, and I see it all now in a different light. It just felt like, and he's the killer. And so that's the one that's one of the two things I wasn't thrilled about with this episode. I would say out of all these episodes, this is the one that most feels like um, a horror movie, um, where it feels like somebody could have been doing this as a found footage sort of film um and we could have seen this played out in that light um so i liked it i liked that uh i liked a lot of this um i think it helped that the 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 actors i thought were engaging um and trying to remember this isn't one of the longer ones is it well um, about, about an hour 56 minutes, yeah. Oh, okay, so it is, is one of the longer ones. All right. Um, I mean, that's – if I have an issue with most of the seasons, I think some of the episodes run long. And this is one where I feel like they've yeah, – but you don't like anything over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one, Mike is right, though. They, they could have gone longer for sure. Even me and Eric were talking about that, that this could be a good feature-length film. Well, no, actually, I felt like they, they went past where it should have stopped. Oh, interesting, Mike. Right, it's just to, to drive it. Like, I think once they won the award, they could have stopped, but they kept going. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. like 30 seconds. No, it was more than 30 seconds. Um, I, I, I understand why they did thing, it, though. But I understand why they did it, I just didn't though. think it was necessary. He, he, he sold himself out by doing it. Um, I, yeah, I, I was. it was an interesting film, or episode, I should say, because where they were going at the beginning... They were, they were, they were, you know. I was thought they were going to go like, all right, here's this, this backwards redneck town, and that's where they were going. From, and then you have this cosmopolitan uh, girl that, that's dating this boy uh, in college, and and they were going there for a bit. But that was just a red herring, or it was just things that the writer director just wanted to throw in for some reason. And then they twist it all around, and they they, they bring up the serial killer. 
And so um, I liked how they, they, they switched that way. And then um, the twist I thought was pretty awesome. And I, I see where you're going, Mike, with, with the ending or even the, the extra few minutes. But I think we were supposed to think this was a horror film, but it was really a commentary on um, the social media aspect and, and uh True crime and promotion and, more, and yeah, exploitation again. Yeah, yeah exploitation. Um, yeah. He's exploiting himself. <laughs> well, he's exploiting his dad. He's exploiting his mom and his dead his, girlfriend. His, his dead girlfriend. <laughs> um, and his dead girlfriend was exploiting his mom and his dad and his town. Well, and um, wasn't his mom kind of exploiting him too? When you read the final note. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you know, she was a good egg. Yeah, she was a good mom. She, she, she took care of her son as she, like, okay, dig us up. She didn't well, murder anybody. And, um, and, and we never, like, finished up with a plot, uh, which is that the girlfriend freaks out when she's reviewing the footage and finds out uh, about the parents being the murderers. Uh, yeah, um, and, or, or, or co-murderers with the, the guy that did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, makes a lame, and makes a lame experience. And makes a lame excuse to get out of the house. Um, and then the mom goes upstairs and sees the Bergerac tape sticking out of the v- the camcorder and figures out what happened. And uh, goes out looking for her in the car and finds her and tries to get her to get in the car. And she just, like, runs into wherever. And she's not familiar with the area. And it's dark outside. And she ends up uh, in, a, in a river. Uh, where she slips and falls and cracks her skull open and drowns. Uh, <laughs> kind of grim. So then the mom is like, well, shit. Um, and she goes back home, and she had a little box of keepsakes uh, and Polaroids from the murders, um, and she took all the tapes with the murders on them and that little box of keepsakes and left a note for her son that said, uh, for your movie, love mom, and then hang yourself. Well, and you know what? She could have covered the whole thing up because the girl just went and fell in the river. I mean, there was no responsibility that she would be found guilty. So I was curious why she did that. And then also, if I was the the son, I think I would have just buried the whole thing because they already had the murderer, at least one. And do I want to become famous for the crimes of my, my family? Well, his mom hung herself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But I would have just said, I don't know why. And I don't know what happened to my, my girlfriend. I mean, I mean, he didn't. It's a mystery. Well, yeah. and that's where the ending comes in, is that he, he finished the documentary and he won awards for it. Uh, and at the end, he's sitting by himself without a mom or a girlfriend because they're both dead now. That's right. That's right. I mean, I mean, he, he could still be a... I mean, his his buddy obviously was happy, and, but again, everybody's going to look at him completely different, right? Well, so that was also part of it, right? So why is the buddy happy? The buddy's happy because he gets his bar business back. Yeah, right. right. He doesn't give a shit about uh, seemingly doesn't seem to care about the lives that just got ruined um, about his <laughs> friends, like just completely being disillusioned, you know. Um, and make it but the truth did come out, too. That's the interesting thing. Um, and it might not have if they had not gone along that path. Right. 
Now, I did I did suspect the father's involvement because it was like, oh, I see. He got shot by the guy when nobody else was around to witness it. And everybody else who could have witnessed it is dead. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so my mind started turning on that. But then when the mom showed up in the video, I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I didn't get I, I didn't figure it out until I saw the video because um, the father, they, they, they had the whole story where the, the guy that did the murders or everybody knew about was was going crazy and he was brandishing a gun and, and all this other stuff. So it made sense to me that the father was bad luck and the guy was psycho and he shot him and, and the father had to shoot him back. But I could see where, you, where you're going. But then, yeah, once you see the, the mother and the mother, the, the, the film is disturbing. It's, it's like real serial killer, like um, uh, Buffalo Bill type crazy. Yeah, she has a special mask. Yeah, and she's dressed up as a nurse, and she has, like, a, a mask from, from, like, New Year's Eve-type mask, and, and she's just, like, psycho with a, a scalpel, and you know what's going to happen. And I was like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. And, and the joy, you know, it's, like, total joy. And I'll say it, Eric, cluster B, cluster B. <laughs> no, I like this one, though. Those are my favorite. Yeah, mine, too. I will say, yeah. uh, it, was fun. it was awesome. When you're in someone's home, and you're watching a videotape that reveals they're a serial killer, stop the tape immediately. And act like nothing happened. Exactly. That was <laughs> now in fairness, it didn't that's not what got her. I was fully expecting her to turn around and have mom watching her watching the video. Yeah, right. But that's not what happened. But still she let that go on way too long. Yeah. <laughs> I understand like you're gonna have a few minutes where you're like no, I'm not seeing what I'm really seeing, right? There's going to be a little bit of a denial thing in there. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't make any sense. But once the piece has finally fallen into place, stop. Yeah, <laughs> once the slicing begins, you, you know, you can pretty much get that. What you, know, you do is you hide that tape somewhere and make it look like it's still there in the collection. Well, exactly. I think we're all forgetting, like, emotions. Because um, yeah. logically, yeah, logically... What you do is you go downstairs and you eat some shepherd pie and you come back up and do some more editing and try and get a hold of your boyfriend. Um, but she freaks In the fuck out and gets out of the house. Right. Also, also, uh, it, was, it was kind of surprising that the mother would just have those tapes out. She recorded over them. She thought she didn't oh. think there was anything left. Oh, oh, then that's just stupidity. What you do is you burn them and you just get new tapes. But she wanted mementos. Well, that, but that's what Barrett just said. She but even with it taped over, thought, the tape itself yeah. might have been a memento. I don't know if they. I don't know if they taped over it or if they had those tapes of Bergerac lying around and recorded after it. Yeah, yeah. The question is: Was the killings done first, and then she recorded the killing uh, on top of the killings, the Bergerac, or the, were they, or was it the other way around? That was kind of my question that we saw. Kind of seems like it started there, right? Fairness, they were Scottish, yeah. right? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. This isn't Scotland. This ain't England. Oh, well, yeah. well, yeah. Well, I mean, aren't, aren't the, Scot- the, the Scottish uh, notoriously cheap? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. well, well, either way. Why are you so racist? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. We want to know why it was they didn't, they didn't go buy new videotapes, you know? Right, right. Maybe that's right. it. 
Blame the or writer. maybe they were just trying to disguise it as Bergerac tapes because they wanted to actually go back and watch it. Right. Yeah, I, I right, think you have so to why remember. would she have him left out, though? That's the mother, you know? You'd think because it's hiding in plain sight. Bill, I'm just, just going to fucking Bill, watch I, Bergerac. Bill, have you never watched a true crime story? These guys never get caught because the, the police are super clever. It's always because they did something stupid. You know, yeah. like they, they, they burned the body in the fire pit, but they forgot to put the leg in. You yeah. know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, like the BTK. They they caught him because he did something stupid. It had nothing to do with like them. Bundy. They had, they were, Bundy yeah. they had no. They didn't have a lot of evidence against Bundy in most of the circumstances. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, yeah. It's plain luck. Yeah. Police got lucky in one case, and <laughs> so so yeah yeah so that that was a uh, a pretty awesome horror movie type. Thing. Yeah, just uh, itself. I really liked it. If I had seen nothing else, I would have enjoyed. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have loved it to be a, a real movie. That would have been a great film. Yeah. All right, we ready to move to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. So, we all right, the next the one. That title. Next one is called Beyond the Sea. Looky, looky, number four. In an alternative 1969, two men on a perilous high-tech mission wrestle with the consequences of an unimaginable tragedy. All right. So, um, yeah, so it, this is an interesting one. Um, I was not a fan of it for the first 15 minutes, and I, I didn't like how Aaron Paul – I don't. I never really liked Aaron Paul as an actor anyway, but here he was acting – Yeah, he's a little like, rib. Yeah, yeah. And, but I could understand why he was acting, like, terribly here was because – him and his wife weren't really as close as, as we find that out later. But mm-hmm. but uh, it was good to see Josh Arnett again. He was, he was yeah, it was good to guy. see him, but he didn't look like himself to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's Josh Arnett. I knew the voice instantly. Right, right, right. Yeah, so basically what it is is the alternate thing is, is that you have these two astronauts that are flying to Mars or something, and they have a link – where they are transported back to the bodies of the um, these robots or androids that look identical to them. That I don't know what you call them. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, weird. Replicas. Replicas, yeah. So so they can live on Earth at, at least... While they're sleeping. Uh, while they're sleeping. Um, but... They are still physically on the, the spacecraft, but they're living. Their mind gets transferred to the replica while they're sleeping. Now, I don't know why they chose to make this 1969 alternate reality because you know they could have just had this as you know 2058 and said it was three people going to Mars or something, uh, or two two astronauts going to Mars or something. But um, maybe they just like the the. I think they were trying to get that feel of the old pulp sci-fi books yeah. and all that. Okay. All right, that yeah. Plus, going back to the time when astronauts were revered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true, yeah. yeah. Now, um, let me ask you this, Mike, because you, you actually said that I like this at all, not just it was your least favorite of the five. Uh, what, 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 what's your opinion? What, what was going on there? What, explain some of that. Once I got the premise, and it takes a little bit to find out what's going on, 
I kind of know where it's going. And it takes, for me, it took way too long to get there. It's. I was bored. This is definitely an episode, I think, because this is the longest one. This was an hour and about 25 minutes or so. Was that long? Holy shucks. I yeah. yeah, it's a long one. And right. for me, that, that really dragged. And it's. You get to a, to a largely predictable outcome to a sting that's, you know, it's there and then it stops. Or that quick of a payoff, you didn't need that much of a setup. I mean, it's not as bad as Outwaters. Um, it was okay to watch. It was, but it wasn't as compelling as some of the other stuff. And again, partly because I kind of felt like I was ahead of the, the story more than I should have been. Interesting. Well, I think that might be partially a you problem. Uh, yeah, just because you, you I, watch I never, a lot of this stuff and you're, you're yeah. able to predict it better. Um, I wasn't I, able I, to I predict it at all, but I thought it was boring. And I thought that it was too much the Manson story as well. So that kind of ruined it for me. Um, it might also have something to do with the, the setting. It didn't work for me. Yeah, it is, but it just didn't work for me. It wasn't. Well, and, and the Manson part of it was just just a, a thing to the beginning. To, yeah, well, yeah, it was just a st- uh, the catalyst. Yeah, I understand that. It just it wasn't that good for me. I didn't. It didn't really ring any. No, the reason the reason I didn't dislike it as much as everybody else is because the the ending really punched me in the gut. Yeah, uh, that I agree why, with. But that's why it was my favorite. But Mike's point about you know for that little bit, there's not enough of a payoff for the amount that comes before it. I don't feel that way. Um, Because at the end, the situation is that well, we haven't even talked about the plot at all. Yeah, let's Um, do that. And the the plot is basically, it's pretty easy to sum up quickly. Um, Josh Hartnett's character back on Earth, um, a Manson-like cult, breaks into their house one night uh, and they they believe that these replicas are against God. Um, they do not approve, and so they um, destroy his replica and murder his whole family because um, they can't be sure that they aren't replicas either. That was Kieran um, Culkin, right, playing that role? Yeah, yeah that was that was Rory Culkin. Rory, uh, okay, I can't. Keep- there's a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another one in Succession that's a really good actor too. Um, all right, if I can interject for a second. The, the, the reason they, they said that whether we believe you or not to the, the wife and the children, if you're not replicas, it doesn't matter because you're living with this creature that shouldn't exist. So you're mm-hmm. guilty either way. But anyway, continue. I just want to interject. Um, so basically, up on the space station, Josh Hartnett finds out that his whole family has been murdered and he can't go back to Earth in his replica anymore because it's been destroyed and they can't make another one. Um, so all of this is horrible and, and his, his character goes into a deep depression. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Aaron Paul's character, um, is married to Kate Mara, uh, back on earth. And the two of them are clearly, I, I don't know if as strange is too strong a word, but they're definitely distant. Um, and Aaron Paul is clearly not that attentive of a husband, um, and he feels uh, really bad for Josh Hartnett's character. And also, 
it's put forth that this mission requires two people. If there aren't two people on the space station, it's not going to work. Well, we <laughs> so, never learn what they're doing, right? Right, and I think that's intentional. Um, <laughs> so he he not only feels bad for Josh Hartnett, but he's also worried about his own survival on the space station because he's like zoning out and, and not into what they're doing up there. Yeah, his behavioral health has gone to the pits, and if he goes, yes. then 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 Aaron Paul's character will be in trouble as well. Right. Yeah. So they come up with an idea, and he runs it past his wife, and his wife agrees um, to let Josh Hartnett use his link to go into his replica for a few hours and just get some time on Earth. Um, and so they do that, and um, it works. He comes out of his funk. Uh, and actually makes a drawing of uh, Aaron Paul's house when he gets back on the space station and asks if he can go back to do a painting. And so this whole thing starts where he's he's using the link on a regular basis uh, to go down and spend time in Aaron Paul's replica with Aaron Paul's wife. Um, and the two of them kind of hit it off. Um so it gets into this real weird situation um, where there's somebody in the body that looks like her husband that's not her husband, but she's kind of into that personality, you know, looks like her husband. And so, like, when her husband's there in, in the body that looks like him, she's like, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then she, like, uh, is is developing a connection with Josh, Hart, Josh Hartnett's character when he's down in the Aaron Paul replica. Um, so the whole thing continues and escalates, and that's the that's where where Mike's point is. I, I, I'm not going to argue with you that it, it takes a while. Yeah, uh, where this whole thing develops, where uh, they're they're developing a connection, and then uh, one day uh, Josh Hartnett decides to make a move while he's down in the replica, and Kate Mara's like, "No, no, 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 no! You're not my husband." Um, yeah. yeah. You need to go away and then and, and not come back. <laughs> but that's not in his plan. So basically what happens at the end of this whole thing is that Josh Hartnett fakes an emergency on the space station that requires Aaron Paul to go outside to re- outside the space station to repair something. Um, and then uh, well, takes his identity card to use the link and goes and murders his wife and child. But I have a I have a plot but, related but, question. Yeah. yeah, but but Eric, Eric, you left out a whole important part, which well, is, and try and get through this so we can finish recording at a reasonable time. Yeah, right, right. No, but the important part of the whole thing why Josh Harnett is goes complete crazy is because Aaron Paul obviously is jealous and upset about this because he finds nude photo uh, paintings and stuff. So he's believing now that maybe they're having sex. That he's his wife is doing um. You know the the Kate Winslet from Titanic for for him and all this other stuff, and so he says, "Well, my wife is disgusted with you, and she told me that that she she when she thinks of you, she wants to throw up." And so I think that also was a catalyst to literally make Josh Harnett decide to do the murder. Well, he says he can never go back to you can never see her again. That's right. Very matter of fact. But my question is, so at one point they talk about why they can't create another Android. And I'm not sure I quite got understood what was going on there and why they can't do it. 
Well, I, mean, I think that's that. also intentional. They'd kind of hand wave that away. Oh, okay. Like, you can't do it with these. Because if you can go there, yeah, if you can go into the other guys, that's where it broke down for me. I can understand if they needed him there because it takes some type of bond with his mind with the machine. Mm-hmm. But if he can use the other guys, then that kind of fell apart for me. I, I'm not saying it's solid. I'm just saying they hand waved it. Yeah. No, no, and that's right. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something because that. So that's the right. story can happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can understand why Aaron Paul's character said all those horrible things uh, because I would be, yeah, I can understand why someone would be pissed um, to see nude paintings or, and all this other stuff and then find out that this guy was hitting on my wife instead of being thankful that I'm letting him go to earth. Well, and then when you talk to her, she's like, well, he was being nicer than you. (laughs) But, but she was true too. She says, I don't want him to come back anymore because she, she, he, he punched our son, you know, slapped our son, you know? And so even, even, even though she didn't say why, the real reason why, because the real reason why was because he hit on her and she doesn't want him there, whether it's temptation, whether it's, she is pretty upset that, oh, my God, this guy's actually hitting on me, and, and I was just trying to be nice to him. Um, I did well, like he Aaron made excuses response. for hitting the kid. He's like, I did like yeah, Aaron I get it. response to him hitting the kids. Well, I remember when he did this thing? I wailed on him for that. <laughs> right, uh-huh. yeah. It's right. all okay. We're all good with this. Well, this is 1969, you know. So when, Right, that's, when, that's, that's I think, another reason why they did 1969 is that way you can be his children. <laughs> or punish your children. Punish him anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so yeah. It was interesting to see that the disturbing nature because the Harnett character, I would never have thought would have been someone that would do the murder. But at that point, I guess they're, maybe well, they're trying to say that you snap at a certain point. I don't know. Well, and there's also the fact that at one point in the episode, he says to Aaron Paul. You you can't understand what I'm what I've been through. There's just no way you could. Until he right. kills his his family, what? and then he <laughs> kicks that chair aside. Take a seat. Now we are the same. So the reason the reason the ending of the of the whole thing punched me in the gut so hard is that a he he just like murdered his family, and and then uh, they're both up. On the space station, and I guess Aaron Paul can still get back to his replica, but why would he want to? Um, so now the two of them are stuck on the spaceship, and they require each other's help to survive on the spaceship. And Josh Hartnett kicks the chair away from the kids' table, like, "Sit down, let's have a chat." Like yeah. he's thinking, "Now you can understand what it's like to be me." Well, and, and the and whole the, point of the androids was so that they could have connection to humans still. Mm-hmm. Well, and, now and they don't have that. Well, well, plus not. It's not even that. It's it's their whether their wives they loved or not. Which John, Josh Hannett appears loved his wife, and and Aaron Paul's character did too. But for some reason they were distant. They also lost their children. They were murdered. So that that is just horrendous. So I, I don't even know if Josh Hannett. To him, life doesn't matter anyway. So if if Paul's character decides to kill Harnett's character now, because they cut right there, so we don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. So the point is, is will they either want to live anymore? 
anyway because everything that they had at home is gone. Right. So if they if they want to survive, they have to rely on each other, or they could just like best man wins. <laughs> and and then then they know what anyway. They don't know what their purpose is, so it's hard to say if it's even something that would motivate them. And, right. and they, they would be dead anyway if if they do have best man wins. Right. With the two people, you're dead. Yeah. If you require two people to run the station, you can't do it with one. The other one's just going to take longer to die. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, Barrett, that if we overthink this episode, is why would they only have two people? If Because anybody hey, hey. hurt or injured or sick. You or have something. a third man for that, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. How is it? I mean, I mean, we can go through all this stuff. How do they have replicant technology in 1969? And how is it that they're able to instantaneously transfer consciousness over, uh, you know, uh, a distance between Earth and Mars. Oh, None of that oh, bothers oh, me. That's the science fiction aspect. Right. That's exactly. That's, that's getting what into human can... nature and stuff, though. That's different. I can. Well, a lot of that was just say... a catalyst to to get a story. Right. That's why they, they you know so they don't explain a lot of it. But continue, Mikey. You know, so... Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's the stuff that they do so you can get where you can get the story. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and it is a disturbing story for sure. I mean, even even the the sharing of the replicate is a little bad, but and you also knew that something like that was going to happen, right? I mean, well, and there is a, a difference between the two because the one Josh Hartnett and his his character, he would take his family out on the town, whereas yeah. the other family was always at home at this farmhouse. Yeah. So he exposed them to getting attacked by this cult. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but also, the Aaron Paul's character uh, was just going back to go back, it, not not to see his family. Right. And, yeah. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those things that he did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron exactly. Paul would go ba- go to sleep so he could go back and go to sleep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, and and so, I honestly, I I think even if Harnett didn't kill those people, the wife and the child of Aaron Paul's character, I don't think he could ever look. I mean, they're never going to get along anyway because that fight when he says, "My wife hates your guts and thinks you're disgusting mm-hmm. and vomit," that at that point it's like pure hatred. So it's like they were doomed. They're doomed no matter what. So I, I, I don't know. I mean. It's pretty pretty scary. The, the whole thing. It's sad too. It's yeah. Scary. So it was very. Sad. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with anybody who has complaints about the length or uh, or some of the lack of explanation of all of it because that's those those points are all valid. Um, I just thought that the ending had the punch that I was I was willing to overlook it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I, I also liked the, the the mental breakdown, and I also liked the relationship issues between. The uh, Aaron Paul's character as a wife, and then when Josh Harnett is there, and the difference and, and stuff. So, so I think it had a lot to say about a lot of things besides just technology and stuff. But but it was, it was like more about human relations and, and things. Right, and I, and I also enjoyed the fact that when when uh, Josh Hartnett in the replica did make a move, um, the wife didn't immediately redirect him. There was a couple right. seconds yeah. where she was into it. <laughs> and I was, yeah, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, right. Well, but you know he what? Put his hand on her breast, but when he turned her around to kiss her, that's when it was too far. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when she woke up, right? Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh my God, what's going on? What am I doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, in her defense, and she says this, he says, you know, I see how you look at me. And she says, look at you, because he sees himself as him, but he's in Aaron Paul's body. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. seeing her husband. Um, yeah. she's in the way husband. she wants him to be, right? Right. Right. Um, I, I think it says a lot about human nature in the case uh, about jealousy, about empathy and lack thereof, you know, that there's limits to it, right? I mean, I, I, it's awful to say, but I've known people um, that have had, we've all at some point, we're all old, have had, you know, tragic losses in our lives. But then there's some people, like, when they lose somebody, they, like, they feel like like you after a while you just want to be like you know you you feel like you're milking it does that make any sense yeah 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 and and it's it's uh, you don't say it to the person but you, you like but they're still like it feels like they're just still and yet they may not be milking it that's the thing they may right not be, but you but it's yeah. part of, but and that, and that's it and it's, it's just that you can't be around those type of people anymore because it feels like it's milking it. Because it's affecting their their life completely, meaning it affects your life. But you, even you know, your first assumption is like you said, Mike, because like like Josh Hannah's character says, you don't know what I'm going through. So and people it, say, it, suck it, it hasn't up been that whatever. long, yeah. right? Right. As far as I can tell, it hasn't really been that long since he watched his family get butchered in front of him. Like six months. Well, ago. it's also kind of narcissistic to say that no one else can know what I'm going through. I mean, it's a very human thing, but it is. Still- well, everybody's but, unique. But again, it's, it's like, exactly what somebody else is feeling, but it's, uh, right. it's, it's what Eric said. It was what Eric said, which is, is you know, everybody ha- feels a certain way, and, and it affects them a certain way, you know, so. But it's not it's fair just, to shut everyone down by saying you could never know what I feel either. So that's, that's why, I mean, it's kind of narcissistic because it's meant to put a. Well, well, it's, it's narcissistic, but it's also a defense mechanism, right? Right, right. Yeah, I, I think because it's what he's really doing is trying to shut down his attempt to, to connect with it. Right. Yeah, yep. I, I think it's more of a defense mechanism than narcissistic. I, I, because every time you say narcissistic, I'm just thinking cluster B. And, and I don't that's think all you're lost in this all the time. B. Well, no, because that's there are levels of narcissism that are human. <laughs> right, right. No, that's fair. That's fair. But, but. Based off of what his character does at the end, you could actually say he's like, really, you know, all fucked up. But, but well, my, clearly he is. <laughs> he's clearly <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it's a form of PTSD. You know, uh, he, he he saw his family get murdered in front of him, and he just snapped. He's just, he's just gone, and he'll never be the same again. And some people can move on and some people just can't and they just it's like what mark mike said which is it feels like they're milking it and and maybe they're not maybe they, they're the type of people that just can't and they, they, that would go into alcoholism drugs or or well, you can also look at that as being selfish too that they can't move on I, i'm not i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong barrett i'm just i'm just trying oh, to I know. Yes, explain I know. but oh. but again though anybody who again though everybody's mind's different and some people just Right, and I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast um, that uh, my wife's friend in, in high school uh, was on Pan Am 103, which was uh, blown up by terrorists uh, flying out of Scotland. And 
her parents uh, were both writers, and they that kind of consumed the rest of their lives. Um, mm-hmm. And I would never say that they're milking it, right? I can't right. imagine what it's right. like to have a child taken away from you, especially in that manner, um, right. and then have you know, no well, people who that were out there and be seeking justice is, with them so long. Well, and, and you know. My, my my family, I, I saw, you know, my brother died of leukemia at the age of four and went blind and all this other terrible stuff, rotted away. And, uh, you know, my father and my sister, it affects, affected my father to the day he died and affected my sister still to this day. And I wouldn't say they're milking it. I, I It's just that. Well, but there's a reaction because it's so Phil, there's 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 a reason why I said it's a terrible thing to say, because yeah. I know, and you don't. Well, if you're a decent human being, you don't say it to the person, right? But there is that that sometimes that feeling, and you know, it's a horrible impulse. It's a horrible thought, right? Um, and so you just kind of chunt it away because on some level we have these terrible instincts, and you know, hopefully you learn at some point in your life, just shut up, and don't speak certain things. Well, let me ask you this. Did Josh Hennett's character say that after um, they got in the fights, or, or was that at the very beginning? Uh, it was before. It was before, okay. yeah. Okay, all right, all right. No, but different people react to trauma different ways. I know I have two friends, both of whom have had a child die. Um, one of them told me about it when it happened and had a good cry and really hasn't mentioned it since. Um, and the other one just, a, over a decade later, still post about it constantly on social media. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah uh, it's it's like two ends of the spectrum there, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah different yeah. people have different reactions, and that's yeah, fine. yeah. Yeah, like my friend, her her mother died in a car accident by a drunk driver, and ten years later, fifteen years later, she's she she it's still up, you know her demon, personal demon. So, it, yeah, it, it, but that doesn't, ex- at least none of these people are murdering people like Josh and his character, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so obviously he went even further. He became a criminal. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. All um, right, we ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Next episode is called Maisy Day. Wiki Wiki number five. A troubled starlet is dogged by invasive paparazzi while dealing with the consequences of a hit-and-run incident. All right, so that 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 is interesting because it really ha- the real the real story is, is the photographer. But basically, this was hard because because it was hard to like the characters uh, because basically there's this this paparazzi photographer, this woman, and she gets a photo of this actor. Uh, having a tryst with another man while he's married to a woman. And she has the pictures, and he finds out, and he tries to have her not publish them. And she says, nope, I'm going to sell them and make money and whatever. And so a week later, he's, he suicides and, and is dead. So the, right away, we don't like, or I don't like, this 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 woman character that took the photo, photo, photographs. And she doesn't seem like she really cares. She, she's like, well, you know, she's a little bit shocked, but it wasn't like she had any empathy. So, but then she does decide to quit. But yeah. still, it's like pretty gross. And 
based off of the ending, she she goes back to it anyway, and, and even worse, if you ask me. So well, not, no, she definitely goes back to it because that's the whole reason for her looking yeah. for it because of money, right? Yeah, she needs exactly. money, and so this is a good way to get it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Eric, Eric, what, what do you got? What, how do you want to start it off? You, you, you've been doing. I mean, you, you pretty much started already, and uh, basically, oh. One of the reasons she quits is because she witnesses this starlet named Maisie Day uh, getting basically assaulted by paparazzi. Uh, and and one of the photographers even says, like, I can't even remember exactly what he said, but he said something yeah, really fucking nasty. Yeah, I think uh, he said the C word maybe, right? To, to, to Maisie yeah. Day, and she turns around and smacks him. And she's like, ah, oh, he's like, I'm suing you, I'm suing you. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, so I think in that moment... Um, well, while I, I understand your reaction to her attitude uh, about taking pictures, I think in that moment she has some empathy for Macy Day, uh, and that's one of the things that pushes her to quit because she's been kind of on the fence since that guy committed suicide. Right. Yep. Exactly. So exactly. then uh, money's tight. She's having conflict with her roommate because she can't pay the rent. Um He's a great roommate, though. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he was. He was Seems like he's relief. on the spectrum. I don't know. <laughs> he was the comic relief. Yeah. Uh, so uh, eventually she goes to to get back into it and finds out the same starlet that she'd seen before um, has, has pretty much dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, we know it's because she went out for a drive while she was high on mushrooms and uh, – Ran something over. (laughs) She was going to get cigarettes in the Czech. She was working in the Czech Republic, and she ran uh, over some guy, and she was high on mushrooms because she went to go get cigarettes. Right. And she disappeared for two weeks, and so this magazine is asking anybody for – they'll give them $30,000 if they get photographs. Right. So that's what brings her out of retirement as a paparazzi, and she starts doing her detective thing to track this woman down. And eventually is uh, successful and uh, tracks her down. Uh, she's going to this uh, rehab place. Uh, I don't know where it is, up in the mountains in California? Yeah, something like that. And uh, Be vague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did get the vague. That's fine. Um, so she goes up there, uh, and the person driving Maisie Day up to this place uh, sees her following and stops at this diner and uh, actually uh, slashes the tires on her car <laughs> so she can't follow him any further. And so she calls her friend who shows up on a motorcycle, and the two of them head up to this place um, where they think she's being kept. And uh, a couple other paparazzi have placed a tracker on this dude's motorcycle so One of those iPad to- tracker things. <laughs> I want inter- to interject real quick. I really like that he took out all four tires because that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck around. <laughs> they can change one tire. Right. It's, all it's four, no. they have two. Uh, but, yeah, if you do it all, you took care of it. Um, so, yeah, the, the so they end up with four paparazzi up at this place where Maisie Day is staying. Uh, and they see the guy that took her up there leave. So they sneak up to uh, the place and try and get some pictures because they're all, you know, $30,000 for a picture of her. So they're all trying to get a picture and um, then... Isn't one of the guys the the guy that was a dick to her? Yeah. Uh, 
No, 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 no. Because that no, the guy that was a dick to her was this Caucasian guy that had like a blonde mustache. These guys were all Latino folk. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to look at that again because I could see the guy with the hat. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> regardless, they show up and uh, eventually they they get a glimpse of it looks like what's a chain around Maisie Day's neck. Um, and our uh, main paparazzi character, the woman, uh, starts freaking out. Go, we can't leave her here like this. This is this is this is inhumane. And I don't care if she's trying to rehab. Yeah, this is kidnapping. You, you yeah. can't you can't chain somebody up by their neck. So so they break into the place. And so the other two dudes that tracked them there are just taking all these pictures of Maisie Day chained to the bed. <laughs> um. While our, our main paparazzi character is trying to get the chain off of her to set her free, um, and Maisie Day is just saying, "Get out of here! Get out of here! You don't understand." Um, and eventually, what happens is the moon comes out behind the, from behind the clouds, and she turns into a fucking werewolf. Oh, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then they show the flashback of her hitting the person in the Czech Republic, and it's actually a werewolf. Yes, and and she got bit when she went to check on it. Yeah. So she's a werewolf, and the guys are still taking pictures. And one dude stays there taking pictures until she's a hundred percent done transforming. And I gotta say, this this is one of the better on screen transformations I've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he makes the mistake of sticking around too long until she's fully transformed. Um, and then uh, the werewolf is on the loose, uh, attacks this guy. And um, well, was it him or his buddy that was trying to get under his, uh, under the fence? Um, it, basically, there was, there was the two paparazzis. One gets killed in the room, and the other one eventually leaves when he can't save his friend. And then he gets wiped out at the fence. Okay, I couldn't tell if the one guy got killed in the room or not. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so the other guy's trying to get out, and he gets caught while he's halfway under the fence. Uh, and then the other paparazzi just, like, cold-blooded, man. He's like, the pictures on his camera work a million dollars a pop. And he, like, steals the guy's camera as he's getting yeah. eaten by the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So... So then the two of them hop on the motorcycle. What else you do at that particular point in time? <laughs> two of them hop on the motorcycle and hightail it down to the diner uh, where they're trying to hole up. Uh, that's their, that's their worst mistake. They, uh, if I was them, Diners I would have took took the motorcycle and just left town all together. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have gone as far as that motorcycle would have taken me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, they go. They try and hole up in the diner, and there's a cop in the diner, and they're trying to tell oh, what's going on. Of course, they sound like they're insane um, because they're talking about a werewolf showing up, and the well, cop doesn't believe them. Did they? Did they actually? I, I swore I, I I rewatched it to check, but they I don't know if they monster, said. Don't they? Yeah, they didn't use but, the word, word werewolf. But to be but, fair. but if I was the cop, I, I you have two thoughts. You either thinking they're insane. Or they're talking about maybe a gunman or something out there. So I would have just assumed that it was a gunman. If I was well, a- but here's the thing, though, is that it ultimately doesn't matter because where things go terribly wrong yeah. is that our paparazzi uh, hero 
lunges for the cop's gun. Right, 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 right. And at that point, I don't yeah, care what uh, you're saying, right? You're good yeah. cuffed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh, the cop's busy cuffing her when the werewolf breaks into the diner and starts uh, eating people. And eventually, um, cop gets killed, a couple people in the diner gets killed, her photographer buddy gets killed, but gets some good shots along the way. Um, and the gun, the cop's gun ends up near her, and she ends up uh, taking out the werewolf with a lucky shot uh, when it jumps so, at so her. So you, you don't have to use silver bullets? No, apparently not. Right. Um, so she goes over to her photographer friend who's dying, and he, like, his last act on this earth is to hand her the camera, like, here, take the pictures. Um, and then she hears something behind her, and Maisie Day has transformed back in a human form, and she's on the floor in a pool of blood saying, kill me. Just shoot me. Just kill me. But she doesn't. Instead, she takes the gun and she gives it to Maisie Day and stands there um, and takes pictures as Maisie Day commits suicide. And that's the end of the story. You know what? I was hoping Maisie Day was going to blow the photographer's head off and then shoot herself. That's what I was it hoping. It seemed about. like she was almost posing for her. Yeah. It yeah, seemed like she true. was waiting for her to get her camera ready before she did it. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I would have been more satisfied if, if Macy Day killed both of them. But, yeah, yeah. So... Pro werewolf all of a sudden? What's oh, that again? Mr. B. <laughs> well, because, because the photographer was a, kind of a scumbag. So... It, and, and the, the biggest problem is that nobody here is is likable. You're not, right, like, right. rooting for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because even Macy Day, the reason she is even a werewolf is because she was a, a basically uh, driving under the influence. And and, she, and so she's not likable either. So continue, Mike. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, I, I don't think this is a, a terribly strong episode within the, the Black Mirror series. Um, Uni- and even universe, within, yeah. you know, um, and part of what saves this is the werewolf twist, which is what last five, ten minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, maybe. It's a, now, now. What helps is that it's only a forty-eight or so minute episode minus credits. Um, it's the shortest of every of the, the episodes in this uh, season, and I think this really could have probably been done in a twenty-five minute Twilight Zone episode. Um, it, it, it was really hard. I did not find it that engaging until we got to uh, until we got to Maisie Day being chained up. Well, and and I, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I mean, the werewolf thing like took me totally off guard. Did not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, but uh, I think the reason that they they set it up to get it there is to try and make a point about the paparazzi. Oh, absolutely, right. and I think if this is... Well, and, and and also Hollywood, too, right? Because she's a narcissistic actress that is irresponsible and stuff, too. You know, I, I That's one like way that. of looking at it. Yeah. But Another so, way of looking at it is that she was a troubled individual that needed help. That's possible, too. Yeah. And it's not like she left the body in the road. She did go to see... But, 
Right. And all right. that. Um, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, and it's like I said, I just, it's hard to engage when these are awful people. Right, right. And especially when you don't see where this is going, and I, I get that that's part of the charm of the episode, is that the reveal comes out of nowhere. Um, and it's meant to be a shock, and it's one of the most effective twists I've seen in a while. Uh, and it's awesome. And that's one of the reasons it works so well. If this was badly done, if this was, uh, you know, the, the sort of werewolf that they had in the in, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is one of the worst I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, that was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, TV budget 1997 as opposed to uh, 2022, uh, but uh, 23. But um, this this worked. I don't know if the werewolf transformation was practical or CGI, but they they definitely it looked it really good practical. though. Yeah, it looked uh, like it was practical, whether it was or not. Yeah, and and the wolf itself, I thought looked really good. It it, it yeah yeah even even when it was running down the street it looked awesome CGI or, or otherwise it, it was really yeah it was good. CGI but it, it looked like a it, yeah like know, a it combo was, but, it didn't, but it didn't look quite natural like a wolf right exactly. yeah and it, it, it worked I think it worked really really well I think that last ten minutes saves the entire thing because otherwise you have a very heavy handed criticism of paparazzi right right um. And and I do feel badly for Maisie, you know, being subjected to this, you know, even if I'm not supposed to like her because you think she's a vain narcissistic actress or, or person, you know, with, with drug problems who, you know, hit and ran somebody. Um, yeah, having, you know, having those pictures splattered on, all over the Internet. I was going to say on the front page of the newspapers, but what are those? Um, <laughs> it, it would be an awful thing for anybody. Uh, so I could I could definitely feel for her in that moment. Uh, so it really brought my engagement back at the at the critical time. But still, it was just a lot of felt like treading ground that we kind of felt like oh, all right, we know where we're going. Terrible, evil paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on, move on, move on. Um. But again, that could be me. I may have just been particularly impatient in this last week. Right. Now, I, 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 I think your all your your points and concerns of the episode are valid, and and that's fair. So I, I don't I don't think you're wrong. Now the question is, is it enough to make it a week episode or not? And maybe it does, but maybe maybe it doesn't matter. You know, because if, if you look at it as is, just a Midnight movie grindhouse film, it's it's pretty awesome. But I, I think the werewolf made it worth worth the time. Absolutely, yeah. Right, yeah. and that's why I had a hard time figuring out whether to put this at three or four. So obviously, it's something has. Just I said something has to be number five. Something has to be number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would certainly almost certainly be in my lower half of Black Mirror episodes. But the reason I put this as the higher of this versus. Uh, the Demon Forty uh, Seventy Nine is just because those ten minutes were so freaking awesome. Also, also, if if you took this and made it non Black Mirror and and just said it was a uh, from another anthology, or, you know, like no, it public- doesn't matter. It still it still would have been a problem if this was you know it, it was too, it was a it would for, especially remember this is not something that's airing on network TV. 
they do not need to make it a, a certain length. You have episodes running from 45 minutes to an hour and 25 minutes, and they have past episodes that ran for 30 minutes. There was no reason that this had to be as long as it was. It was only 43 minutes, Mike. I understand that, but it didn't even have a 43-minute story. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I think, I, it I think you're being a little cranky. Yeah, that, that's cranky. I, I think the length was fine. I, I, the question was, is the second half Grindhouse Midnight movie um, and, and its difference of the first half kind of jolt you? A I don't think it's a half. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you, I didn't know where they were going to go because, you know, you have a hit-and-run actress. Um, so I thought maybe that was where they're going. So, so I, I don't know. It, it's The twist definitely changes the whole thing, that's for sure. Um, Barry, but also, do you have anything to say on this episode before we move on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I put it at number three. Uh, it's the midway point for the episodes for me. Um, it. I, I agree with a lot of what Mike said about the episode, so um, take it from there. <laughs> All right. Oh, Eric, I knew you would like this one because I know you're a werewolf person. Yeah, I am a werewolf fan, that is for sure. Werewolf <laughs> scenes were definitely awesome. Sort of how I knew that Phil was going to like the defecating in the church scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I liked it because it was ridiculously over the top in the way she was dressed and all that. Which person? It, it's no, I'm not really, but but. All was, right, was, on just, to just, the next episode. Just, Demon yeah. seventy nine, <laughs> wicked, wicked number six. Northern England, nineteen seventy nine. A meek sales assistant is told she must commit terrible acts to prevent disaster. All right, so that's uh, pretty good without giving up. The twist. Yeah, whoever wrote the uh, whoever wrote the summaries on these for IMDb would did did a solid did job it. without any spoilers. They sure did. They sure did. Now, I I I I think we most of us had this at the bottom half, and and for me the reason I had it at the bottom half was because obviously it had the comedy, a little comedy, like so. And I'm, again, I'm looking for dark, and three out of the first four are dark, while the fourth one was just hilariously over the top with Selma Hayek chewing up scene. So this one was going to have to fall at the bottom, I felt. Now, I also didn't like any any of the characters much either, because even because obviously they're trying to make a point about this, this girl who uh, is most likely Pakistani or Muslim Indian because of the, the food she eats, the biryani, that, that type of food, is usually a Muslim uh, meal. So they, they were going to ha- have her being in 1979, especially be treated like shit, and and as an immigrant or as a descent, uh, a child of immigrants and of a person of color. So they were going to go that way, and that's fine. And 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 she should be upset and and hate these people that are, are mean to her. But also, she's pretty bad too as a person as well. So if she was Caucasian, I would think she would be a dink as well. So I don't really like her character. And then when she how, killed, how was she a horrible person? Um, well, yeah, you're right. Most of her the horribleness was because she was forced to be doing it because of the demon. So yes, I, I guess you're right. I think but, that's different. But uh, she was not forced. No, she was not by the forced. demon. She was, she was manipulated yeah. into doing right, it. Right, and, and when she killed the guy under the bridge. And and left that dog. I was so pissed, and I said, "I fucking hate this woman." Because the that dog was fine. 
Let the dog wash Get its over it. And, and the child. I've got the guy to eat. And the child lost its her, her father. Because, again, no, everything the demon sucks, says, so. everything the demon says could be complete lies. And <laughs> I believe it probably is. Because well, yeah, you know, it lied just to get though. out. It lied just to get yeah, out. That's true. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was it was just a strange. Some episode. people were more it, it left a little than others. Yeah, exactly. That's true, and it left a bad taste in my mouth. That way, they were going with the, with the whole thing, and 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 the dog. You were mad uh, that the demon was evil. I like well, how they tried to make him look like an angel, though he had all white on. <laughs> yes, well, really. Okay, so it almost that's what, like okay. Me. Let's let's back up a second and just set up the plot, which is basically that the, there's this, this Pakistani girl who works at a shoe store. Um, has to deal with a bunch of racist assholes. Um, and one day she's told to eat lunch in the basement because her food smells too bad. Um, and while she's down there, she uncovers this, what the fuck is that thing, a talisman, would you call it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, a talisman of some sort? Yeah. Uh, well, it's the size talk- of a domino. It's like yeah, a domino. It's, it's, it's the size of a domino. And it starts talking to her, and she freaks out. Uh, and it turns out that this is a—it's a demon that's that's talking to her. And eventually, um, it talks her into giving it permission to enter where she is when she's at home. So the demon shows up, and, and for me, though, my favorite part of the episode is that that when the demon first shows up, it's this—it's exactly what you think a demon would look like. It's this horrible monster, and it's got claws yeah, and horns. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, from Labyrinth, that demon. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this horrible demon shows up, and the woman just starts screaming and collapses in the corner, and he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, fine. And so he changes his form into this uh, disco star that she's into. So it's this black dude that's wearing sunglasses and wearing this white fluffy top and these fancy shiny <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and he's that way for the rest of the movie. It is 79. So. <laughs> oh, and that, that was honestly my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, and basically, he, he informs her um, that she, uh, in order to prevent Armageddon from happening, has to commit three murders in the next three days. Right, right, right. So this British girl of Pakistani descent is forced to, to murder. So she has to decide, and we know there's this this guy that was hidden on her who killed his wife, that, and he got off. And so that's a possibility. There's this politician that's a stereotypical uh, politician that uh, is xenophobic. And then there's... Uh, her her coworker, who's the one that forced her to go in the basement and 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 whatnot because of the, her food, and she's always rude to her and stuff. So it's her, and then you know and whatever. So so she. A lot and then of the of course, stuff we learn, though, just a caveat there. A lot of the stuff we learn is directly from the demon, so we don't necessarily know if it's right. <laughs> right. So a lot. Well, right. right. Well, so we we know for a fact that dude was a murderer. Yes. Uh, we know for yeah, a fact we do know that. that politician is racist, and we know for a fact that her coworker is a bitch. Sox. Yes, and, and, those and are the three things we know. Too. Her, yeah. her coworker is a racist too. Um, but but 
the random people that she meets that the demon tries to have her kill, including the, the poor guy under the bridge, says all this stuff like, oh, this guy raped, rapes his daughter, that one over there, he's he uh, in college, you know, did this, you know, on and on. So it kind of reminded me of Unbreakable, where Bruce Willis, when he walks into the the Grand Central Station and he just starts touching people and, he, and this person and that person and they're, you know, so you don't know who you're walking you know who who next who you're sitting next to if they they've been in jail or not you know so she begins to wonder is the, if the demon's lying or not so that's why she starts to choose people that she knows at least in her eyes no 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 no, no, no she's not choosing the people the demon yeah. is trying to get her to commit murders and trying to convince her to commit these murders by yeah. choosing people who have yeah. done bad things Right. Well, at least I think if she would have chosen, she'd have picked her and the girl she worked with pretty fast. Right. Well, well, you know, you know what happens doesn't have to be a bad person, but well, going to be more comfortable doing it. Right. And also, the demon every time he tries to convince her to just kill random people because oh, that person murdered his dog or that person raped his child or whatever, she doesn't believe it. And so then that's when he smartens up the demons and tries to say, well, you know, this this person's a murderer and this person's a, uh, a a racist. So that's when he starts trying to convince her to go after people that he knows he could probably convince her to. At least that's what I got. Am I wrong to think that? Well, he was uh, he was doing that before that. Yeah. And the, the the murdering guy showing up at that bar was just a fluke. Yeah. Um, because he, he, was, he was trying to lead her and apparently – this, this demon is new, right? And we find out this demon is getting initiated. And his initiation like is trying... Yeah, he's got to get his wings. Yeah. <laughs> or his horns, as the case may be. So he's got to get this woman to commit these murders. And in order to succeed, because he honestly thinks that she's a good person and doesn't want to kill anybody, and he's right about that. But he thinks that he can get her to do it if, she can, if, she, if he convinces her that the people she's murdering are bad people. And right. the first guy by the river, he says that in the future, or actually, no, he's been, I guess, sexually abusing his daughter, and in the future she'll commit suicide because of it. Um, and then, uh, then the, the murderer. At least, that, guy at shows least that's up. what he says. At least that's what he says, right? I believe him. I, yeah. I, I believe he's telling the truth. <laughs> um, uh, and then okay. the murderer guy shows up, and he's and yeah, look uh, at the daughter, Phil. He's not lying. God. Uh, I'll have to rewatch it. Horrible. Uh, so the murderer shows the murderer shows up, and um, he says, "Oh, you're familiar with his work," and they decide to take him out. But the new demon who's being initiated is unaware of the fine print that it can't be somebody who's already committed murder. And that's where things get wonky. Right. Because the easiest way to get her to convince some, to her to take somebody out is like, yeah, this guy's a horrible murderer, so let's take him out. And she does. And then, was it his brother that walks in? Yes, his brother. Yeah. His, his, his brother, roommate, someone walks in, and the demon's like, oh, you can't have any uh, witnesses. you got to get rid of him, too. Uh, and so she kills that guy. And he's like, hey. You did it. You're all done. You committed your three murders. And then uh and then he checks his little uh his little talisman 
and sees that one murderer is still old, and he's like, what? And so he, like, calls the head office, and that's when he finds out that the guy that was a murderer doesn't actually count because uh, he was already a murderer. Uh, so if she hadn't taken out the roommate, Armageddon would have happened because it was, like, four minutes to midnight. <laughs> so he's like, that was a close call. Uh, so now we just got one more, and... He's trying to talk her into a bunch of different people, and she starts fixating on the racist politician because dude's really kind of a piece of shit. Um, and I guess he ta- he he says something about the future when he's prime minister. Yeah, she makes She's, the demon tell her tell her about his future because the demon right. doesn't want to. And so and so she does not want that to happen, and so she decides that he's going to be the last murderer. Um, and then it comes down to it, and a police officer who's on the case of the dude that with the dog that got murdered, or maybe it was the murderer who got murdered. I don't even remember. It was the murderer because they made the connection because he was buying shoes. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, so he makes the connection and starts following her, and at the last second, uh, she hesitates, and the cop ends up preventing her from murdering the politician. Um. So then she's she's failed, and Armageddon happens. Um, but as Armageddon is happening, uh, the demon shows up again. He's like, yeah, they're sending me to Oblivion, uh, but there's a loophole. It doesn't say I can't bring anybody. You want to come? <laughs> and she's like, okay. So as, as the world uh, goes to nuclear war and the city is exploding, uh, they hold hands and and walk off into oblivion. Right, which means shut it off a light bulb and you just don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. no, he does exist. He exists in nothingness for all eternity. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it was, well, you know what? I, I looked it up because uh, I was reading Wiki about it, and not that Wiki matters, but not but oblivion? they they well, not oblivion, but. Uh, the 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 thing that happens to them, uh, it, which they don't call it oblivion here. They call it. Let me see if I can find it here. It says, uh, 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 "Yeah, I lost it." Um, but it was something where they just lose everything, where they just become like, um. Like a light bulb shot. They go into the void. Yeah, the void. Yeah, that's it. The void. Yeah. So it's like a void. So I felt that was, um, yeah, here it is. I got it right here. here. So it says they go into eternity, into oblivion. And then I looked that up and it says eternal oblivion and it's nothingness, non-existence, as if you never existed. So I don't think that relates to what they're talking about in this. I mean, yeah, that's the definition of oblivion. Right. I think we're digging into this a little far. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even matter. It, it, they're just doomed. They're, they're gone. So whatever happens, yeah. Oblivion, whatever that means. They're um, happy to go there, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so um, this, this episode was my least favorite because it was kind of goofy. And I, I kind of enjoyed the humor. Like when the when she would have the fantasies about doing horrible things with her coworker, that made me laugh. Yeah, um and and the demon was kind of funny, but overall I was just kind of meh on on the story. Yeah, it was weird because it, because the you know when they're talking about pedophilia and, and racism and stuff, and they they make it all goofy. It, it just kind of 
doesn't fit <laughs> for some reason for me. So I didn't like that. And then it it, it was just. You know, I mean, it was funny laugh out moments with you know the the disco demon and stuff, but I don't know. And, and then and then I just didn't, the demon was intentionally ambiguous. I know, Mike, you you felt that some of the things he was saying was was true, and and they leave it implied open it could be or could not be. But I still was like, ah, you know, like Barrett said, he lied to get out. So who knows what the truth is? And so it was just a strange episode. It was very odd. I felt. Yeah, I don't even know what what the point was. What 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 was the right. the point? The black there really wasn't a point. Why would there, there is be no science to stop the nuclear war? That's what I you know. Yeah, I didn't oh, because you didn't that. want right right, and then also it has no connection to technology at all. So I didn't get that either. Um, again, that doesn't matter if we're just looking at them, but if it's part of Black Mirror. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, all the other four, you can at least see something related to Black Mirror. Well, like I said, I think this is the one episode I of, – of, again, there's three that I haven't seen. I, this is the only one I can think of off the top of my head that is strictly fantasy, right? That's not really science fiction. Right. Um, I, I think it does have – and it, this kind of annoyed me, and I, it shouldn't because, you know, it's, it's the story is old now. Uh, but this is basically – in some ways, a retelling of uh, or still steals elements of Dead Zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know and the the, the politician just kind of annoyed me because he's the but I didn't even trust the demon on that. At least so with the Dead Zone, you knew well, it's true. You know. Yeah, I get that. But in this case, I think if you look at the girl's face, you know that Dad was doing something. Um. They definitely, you know, she definitely was not upset that he died. Um, he certainly wasn't lying about the apocalypse. So, uh, yeah, I guess why not? Um, <coughs> it, it just felt a little easy. I, I think with something like this, they could have been, I would have wanted more. I think it's a great concept. And we've seen stuff like this before. Uh, I, I don't think it's anything new, but certainly to have this dialogue with the demon uh, as to who deserves to die and who doesn't, uh, I think it's an, inter- it's an interesting concept. And this is actually the one where I felt they could have dug into it more, where the others I felt they could have shortened it up. Here I felt they could have played around with it a bit more than they actually did. Um, yeah, I, I can concur on and, that, that point. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. You know, just like I really did enjoy Enjoy most of these to some degree or another, uh, and you know even the uh, Beyond the Sea. I enjoyed elements of it. I enjoyed parts of it, but there was a long part that I didn't. Um, and so I, I something like I'm, I don't like the episode. I just it was it was there. It was serviceable, and that's about the the, the best I can say about it. Yeah, I would concur. It was serviceable. And that's the best I could say about it, too, yeah. And I, I like the lead. I did like the two leads. I thought they were fine for what they were supposed to do. She wasn't given a lot to do. Uh, right. Right. In terms of dialogue, uh, yeah. he, he obviously has the show or your part. You know, if you have the choice between being the, uh, the meek shoe salesman or the demon dressed up in fabulous funk, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, yep. you know, you go with that one, but 
anyhow. What about you, uh, Barrett and, and Eric? What do you guys generally think of what Mike said and, and your own thoughts? I already gave mine. Fair enough. What about you, Barrett? Yeah, I mean, the, the episode was kind of meh for me. Um, I think they could have done a lot more with it, and it just was kind of an anticlimactic end that, you know, it ended so, how so they... But it was also anticlimactic to the season, too, kind of, right? Yeah, it just... It felt a little too silly for me, um, while trying to be somewhat serious, tonally. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was silly to the point where I couldn't take the nuclear war seriously at the end. I didn't care. So, well, I don't think you were supposed to either. I don't think so either, but and if that's the case, then it's hard for me to really buy into the episode and really... Nah, I get I you, know. that's why it's my least favorite. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Because you, you, if if the demon's true and it could be an apocalypse, you would think that the urgency was more important. But based off of how the tone is, that there is no urgency to the the episode. And so when it happens, it's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Well, even the ending is weird because, like, hey, do you want to join me in oblivion? Like, that's a happy ending. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't and, and it's like, does she have any family that she could be trying to say goodbye to? You know, but she does. I mean, it's just weird. It was just like, I, I don't know. It was. It was. It was odd. Yeah. Anything else? Anybody want to say anything? All right. I guess not. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, two hours and fifteen minutes of recording. So. Uh, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan? I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Ascancity Podcast. That's spelled A S K A N C I T Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. And uh, Mike, uh, you mean uh, Eric uh, do his another side podcast? We just released the episode of Twelve Monkeys uh, two days, three days ago, or on Monday actually. Monday the third of yes, sure. yes, we did. Yeah, that's uh, the Cinema Alec Card Podcast. Cinema Alec Card Podcast where we review uh, movies that don't. Neatly fit in the dark discussions umbrella. Uh, Twelve Monkeys was my pick. Um, we've had other picks uh, from Phil, such as uh, In the Bedroom, uh, and from Eric, such as uh, Inside Out. And you know, it's a it's an eclectic mix. And I think we have another odd one coming up next. Uh, and ironically, we still have not talked about any of the movies in the series that spawned the whole. Thing in the first place. <laughs> and the new one's coming out too, the, the, the Mission Impossible. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's coming soon. But so that's, that, that comes out about on a monthly basis. Indeed, indeed. And uh, Barrett, uh, myself, you, uh, Mike, uh, uh, Sean Fox, a number of other folks are, are doing a, another podcast. That uh, What's that one all about? Yeah, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. We just finished LGBTQ month. Uh, Four weeks of episodes, um, lesbian art house films, and we've got The Suicide Squad we're going to be doing soon, as well as the show Peacemaker. Um, yeah, we do a lot of different things on the podcast, including uh, directors, uh, books, all sorts of things. Yep, interviews and so forth. Yep. Uh, also, uh, we just wrapped up... Uh, uh, Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of Us podcast uh, based off of the HBO. You know, I finally watched an episode of that show. Yep, yep. I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand. I, I don't know, it wasn't terrible or anything. I'm just not, not into it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of the best episodes of the season. So, yeah, if you didn't like <laughs> yeah. the first one, then, then yeah, you're not gonna really get into it. All right, I'll bail. <laughs> yeah. no, I would give it one more shot. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a five minute scene in, that takes place in um, Indonesia. That's pretty awesome. And at the beginning yeah. of one episode, and that's about it. After that, I was like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll um, say a lot of people seem to enjoy it more than we did. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but based off of your your feeling on the first episode, it, it, that that may that may be. Well, it would depend on what like you that. thought about the episode. Why you you had a myth. Well, it's because after the opening, uh, everything was really slow. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, how that much... first twenty minutes was awesome, and then after that, it was like, uh, you know. How how much do you want zombies in your zombie show? <laughs> some. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you get some. <laughs> you can bail. You're not getting. Any. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, it's more of a. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain. Requirements too light, Eric. <laughs> anyway, you can at least listen to us discuss it, whether if, if that's interesting, and to anybody who wants to listen to that podcast. Um, and then we did a She-Hulk podcast, uh, Attorney at Law, Avenger of the Laws, She-Hulk, and then we did uh, Decimation of Dragons, the House of the Dragons, Game of Thrones podcast. So check any of those out. Um, all right. So uh, once again, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Now, uh, Eric, uh, let's give our final thoughts on Black Mirror Season 6. I liked it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, uh, mixed bag, but uh, generally it's okay. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I don't think I liked it as much as I liked the other seasons, and every episode is, you know, variable. Um, I think the the highlight for me was uh, the first one. Joan is awful. Joan is awful. And uh, it also happens to fit in with the rest of the series, but that's just because the series clicks in with my particular aesthetic. I like the others. Um to some some degree, I didn't hate any of them really. I just was kind of bored for too long of a section of uh, Beyond the Sea. Uh, the werewolf bit was awesome. Uh, you know, just can re- keep repeating everything I've already said. So yeah, I would certainly recommend it. I would though prefer I would say go watch the earlier seasons first um, because those are stun- it's really a lot of good episodes in there um and a lot of variety of stories and i don't understand why phil has only watched two random episodes yeah well because if the tones make me feel it's not going to be something i would like well this season at least for three episodes uh and even the joan is awful they're all over the place you got the mechanical dog episode um you've got so it's it's all very very. I was different. thinking that they were all going to be quirky based off of the the other seasons. Well, this season it wasn't as quirky. I felt it, was, it seemed more like something I would like. But you may be right, Mike. Maybe maybe I don't know. Not. Disco Demon, pretty quirky. Yeah, well, yeah, that one and and the first episode was quirky, but but it had quantum and 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 the Matrix and stuff. So that kind of was interesting. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I just heard the other seasons have a lot of quirkiness, and and I, I don't know if that would work for me. But maybe I'll t- take a look, Mike. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try one of the other seasons. Uh, maybe I'll try season four. I'll try one in, right in. No, the I mean, like White Bear is a good episode. I, I, I didn't find that particularly quirky. Uh, 
Yeah, all right. So, Politician right. after fucking a pig, yeah. Yeah, that was a little quirky. That one totally quirky. The Bryce Poppett <laughs> one was a little quirky, too. That was a little odd. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll check out season three or four. It's not somewhere in the middle. Uh, and then, Barrett, your final thoughts on uh, season six of Black Mirror? I liked it. For my introduction to uh, Black Mirror, I, I thought it was good, and I'll probably watch more. All right, sounds good. So, uh, once again, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Uh, email us, and we'll read your email on the podcast, www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, one news I noticed is Stitcher is going uh, is being uh, Spotify bottom out, and they're, they're closing oh, down. Uh, so, I'm going to have to ask you, Eric, the, the podcast app you use, because uh, i got to find something else at the end of August. What, what is it again? Is it Podometer? Overcast is the name of the app I use. Okay, Overcast. All right, so, so I'll have to check Overcast. Uh, load that up tomorrow. Okay? That's a bummer. Oh, it sucks, dude. I loved Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher, was, Stitcher was cool. Yeah, yeah. they screwed up the back end because what happened was is they bought out a company and they, were, they weren't using Stitcher anymore just as a, a pointer. They were forcing you to use Stitcher as a loader of podcasts, meaning you store your podcast there. So that was the first fuck-up. And then the second fuck-up is they say, well, we're just going to merge it with Spotify and, and have everybody go on to Spotify. It's like, God damn it. Uh, oh, oh, no, not Spotify. It's not Spotify. I'm sorry. It's 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 uh, that 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 radio station uh, that you put in your car, those uh, satellites. Sirius? Sirius, that's it. Yeah, Sirius. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah, yeah, so they fucked it up. Bastards. Um, so overcast. I'll, I'll load that one now. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Black Mirror season six is available on Netflix. You can check it out there. Uh, five episodes, uh, which is is good. Uh, I like these these short and quick seasons. That that, that made it a little more uh, easy for me to watch. Uh, but all in all, it's so available. Episode, for you. Seasons are like the first th- two seasons are like three episodes. Gotcha. All right, so yeah, maybe I'll blow through them. I'll go check them out. So uh, anyway, uh, you can find it there, and if it seems like something you would like, uh, go check it out. And with all that said, Eric, what do you All right, thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about Season 6 of Black Mirror. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.